Wrestling is Trash. Wrestling is Trash. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 139 of Wrestling is Trash. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts of this podcast, Lou from the BX. This is Nick Anaselli, and we're getting right into the shits today. Fuck the intros, fuck the hellos, <laughs> fuck all that other bullshit. This weekend, what a weekend of wrestling entertainment. Well, okay, let's go back a little bit. This, of course, is the Nonsensical Podcast, where we talk about all things professional wrestling, in, out, booking, non-booking, working, non-working, kayfabe, non-kayfabe. We talk about it all. We do it all. We do everything. We do all the things, blah, 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 blah. I'm Lou. Nick, you want to introduce yourself real quick? I'm Nick. You know everything we do. We it's all that bullshit. Get the fuck, get the shit out of here. There's a lot so, to talk today. This is what we're gonna do today, people. What we're gonna do today is we're gonna give you one new story, one. Okay, just because I wanted to talk about this, and then we're gonna get directly into SuperCard. We'll touch on NXT, and then we're going right into the shits. We're going straight into WrestleMania and all the shit that's been going on. So that's what we're doing today. Hold on tight, get ready for the ride. So, Buckle up. earlier this week, there was a report from a, well, so of course this weekend there was a bunch of wrestling entertainment things happening, not just in WWE and AEW and ROH, but all over. Everyone goes out, you know, it's WrestleMania weekend, it's like a Super Bowl, it's a Super Bowl for wrestling. Everybody gets their shit together, they go to the city where it's happening, and they do their stuff. There's Comic-Cons, there's WrestleCons, there's independent shows, there's all kinds of things happening. So Impact was having kind of their own Forbidden Door show. They had a meet and greet, and it was a meet and greet that had wrestlers from all time periods and decades and companies and blah, blah, blah. They were all there to do signings and appearances and pictures and yada, yada, yada. And one wrestler from Impact Wrestling, goes by the name of Giselle Shaw, was at this show. And she was doing an appearance. And she was doing a signing. And she said that someone was yelling some things at her that were not so pleasant. And she chose to kind of ignore it because she didn't want to have to, you know, give this person any attention. And she was trying to be there for the fans and, you know do her signing and do her appearance and all that yeah, all that jazz. As her appearance was coming to an end, she thought to herself, you know what? I want to see who the fuck this person was who was yelling these things at me. And she got up to go look into the crowd area where this person was yelling other obscenities at other people. And when she went to go look through the crowd and see who this person was, turns out it was Rick Steiner, father of uh, Brown Breaker, Call One half of the legendary Steiner brothers. And what this this person was yelling at Giselle Shaw was, um, I kind of even don't want to repeat it, but I feel like it needs to be said. Um, he was yelling, allegedly, uh, you're a man, you have a pee-pee, you're a guy, faggot. Uh, there was another... Thing in there that I can't even remember, but basically, that's the gist of what 
he decided was okay to yell at uh, Giselle Shaw. For those of you who don't know who Giselle Shaw is, because I know a lot of you don't watch Impact, Giselle Shaw is a wrestler. She's one of the knockouts. She also happens to be a transgender, a transgender woman. And for whatever reason, everyone in the area who was around there with Rick Steiner just allowed him to continue to yell these things out at her and other wrestlers, as there was other wrestlers that he chose to share that energy with. And my purpose in bringing this up is that, you know, we try to do a show here that's kind of like for everybody. We we don't fuck with tribalists. I have my moments on Twitter where I I get into arguments with, you know, some drones and some people who are who <laughs> stick to one company only. But that, listen, I try my best to make sure that disco and uh, wrestling is for everyone. Just want everyone to enjoy wrestling. And this is a community that should be it's bad enough that we already have the stigma of being wrestling fans. And what I mean by that is people already look at us weird. Like, Oh, you watch wrestling. Like I get, I can't tell you how often I get that at my job or in social settings. It's like, you watch wrestling. you you do a podcast about wrestling. Isn't that fake? It's always the first thing to come out of people's mouth. Uh, we already have a stigma on us with that. And this is a, a, a community that should be taking care of each other, not, breaking each other down and it seems like that negative energy is especially on social media and in at some of these events depending on where you go there's a lot of it so um my main thing is this if these things are true because there hasn't been any video or anything like that no one's posted any you know you know people record everything there hasn't been any video or any of that and it's gotten kind of quiet over the weekend but if this is true fuck rick steiner and anybody who fucks with Rick Steiner and anybody who was sitting there allowing him to just continue to throw out this verbal tirades to people, just trying to have a good time and just trying to live their life and, 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 and have fun at a wrestling event. There's no need for that. There's no need for it. There's no need for it anywhere. Uh, but there's definitely no need for it there in that setting. We, we have to do, I'm going to sound like Joey Swole. You have to do better. Um, we need to do better as a community in pointing shit like that out and killing it. I, I, I tell this story of when I was at the theater and um, I was watching, I forget which AEW pay-per-view and um, Nyla Rose had a match and they were showing the, you know, the pre video that they showed before the matches and some dude in the theater yelled, Oh, that tranny. And then some people started snickering and I had to yell out, hey, bro, now nah, we don't fucking do that shit here, bro. Shut the fuck up. And it got real quiet in that theater. It got super awkward, but the, I'll throw hands with any of these motherfuckers. I could care less. Um, but and, and I saw him. I know who it was because he was one of these loud people that, you, you know, you go somewhere and there's yeah. like a loud person. I saw him before the show. And when I saw I was like, fucking cocksucker. I know I could take him. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't it, it, ain't no fear, but. Um, again, just wanted to put that out there that as a community, as a whole, we need to, if that shit's happening and you're there, you need to say something. That, that shit should not be allowed, whatever the consequences. And it's that serious. Something needs to be said to these people who, who do that kind of shit. Period. There's no nothing else. Period. Point blank, period. That's all I have to say about that.
Yeah, no, no, no. I, I 100% agree. Just immaturity, just shit that doesn't need to be said at all. Keep your fucking comments to yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, in general, if I had to guess, it takes a lot of confidence and just fit hope and faith in yourself to do this as a wrestler in general. Now this person, you know, just now we're transgender. That's going to add even more. They're going to need even more of that. And then you do some shit like that. All you're doing is ruin. They're trying to help build the business. These, these old folks love who make these comments, but you're just making it even worse and worse and worse. Just immaturity that just doesn't need to be said. Honestly, it's different from when these old timers were wrestling and the world was a different place, but like fucking dog shit happens. Shit changes. Just let it the fuck go and just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a different time. I'm learning more and more every day as one of these older people who's come from growing up in the eighties and nineties to, to living in the world as it is now. You know, you learn every day and I feel like I've changed a lot of my negative behavior over the years. And if I could do it, anyone else can fucking do it. Okay. There's no excuse for that shit. You want to say, Oh, I'm old school. Fuck out of here with that shit. We're, we're, we're at a point where humans should be evolving upwards, not downwards. So I don't want to give that any more light. Um, shout out to Giselle Shaw. Uh, hope and pray for the best for you and con- continued success in your career. So we had a, a lot of wrestling this past weekend and not, not only the things that we, were said we were going to watch. There was this dude. There was so wrestling all over. So we're going to continue with our uh, coverage of what we were talking about last week. And we're going to just kind of go over our Supercard of Honor show, which was, uh, for me, was phenomenal. I really, mm-hmm. really Great enjoyed show. the show. Even though there was a horrific, horrific injury, oh, unfortunately, God. that happened on this show. Um, and I've had people continuing to try to show it to me. Some dude, well, this dude I work with who watches wrestling, because um, I didn't go to work yesterday. So he didn't see me yesterday. And uh, I told him that the ROA show was happening Friday. He came up to me today as soon as he saw me. Did you see the injury? And he has the video of <laughs> playing of, of, of Dante on the loop. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that shit. Um, but Super Carnival show was fantastic. Um, had six matches on the show, which I think was perfect. I think we all love a nice short, you know, cut and dry pay per view. Yeah. And one of the things five to like, sevens like that, that yeah, money it's, area. It's fantastic, dude. Five um, to seven. It's it's that's like the the sweet spot right there. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things about this show that I love the most, and we'll it, it, in stark contrast to the big spectacle that we had that we'll talk about later, is how low key this show is. There's no pyro, there's no big pomp and circumstance, there's no Bad Bunny, or you know, there's no celebrities in the celebrity role. It's just a fucking wrestling show paying off angles and man uh surprisingly enough brian cage and the embassy can they won defended their titles and they won we were both thinking brian cage was up out of here um 
Don't know what that means. Don't know if he's staying or going or what's going on, but you know, Brian Cage retains. Um, Wheeler, Yuta, and Shibata had a hell of a fucking pure match. I, them boys went in. Listen, Shibata is someone I wasn't too familiar with up until literally the Forbidden Door show. Um, and when I saw him there, I wanted to know more about him. So I started going back and I was like, oh, okay, I see what happened. Dude almost died, had almost life ending surgery. Um, it was funny about that surgery is that Dave Meltzer was talking about it and Dave Meltzer was like, yeah, his surgery, it was, uh, he had a very intense surgery and they had to literally take his brain out of his head and put it back in. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Dave? Are you kidding me? That's not, that's not how that works. We're not in the fucking future. It's not RoboCop, bro. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a fucking fantastic match. Athena and Yuki Sasaka was awesome. I love to see these mm-hmm. women just beating the shit out of each other. What can you say about Hijo del Vikingo and Commander? I mean, it was exactly that was what a great it was. way to open the show. Dude, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. It was, uh, yeah, just. Uh, a spectacle of people doing shit that I have no idea how they do it. Um, couple surprises on this show for me was Brian Cage number one. And excuse mm-hmm. me, guys, I definitely thought that was. I feel, you guys feel like I'm kind of shooting through this pay per view. It's just because, as much as I enjoyed this show, there's just way too much other shit going on. So I kind of just wanted to make sure we at least touched on this because. It's like all all that shit of of this weekend is in the back of my head. Um, couple surprises on this show. I was very surprised that Mark Briscoe didn't win the TV title. Um, very surprised actually because I thought for sure he was going to win, and uh, I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie, but you know, it kind of seems like they have bigger plans for him. So, you know, uh, what did you think up until this point of the show? Um, I enjoyed everything. Like I said, I think you and I were talking through some of it. Um, I thought it was really good. The action just went in. Like you said, it was kind of just wrestle, 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 wrestle. Like there wasn't much dwell time in between matches. You know, just get out there, go, go, go. Um, thought it was really good. I liked the ladder match. Uh, whatever the, um, ladder match, whatever, sorry. Um, really good. Just everything was really good. I enjoyed it all. Um, well, I was upset with the main event more than anything. And I think it's more because I was upset for you that our man's, our man's <laughs> Kingston didn't win. Yeah, it's, you know, when I saw that they got new titles, everybody got new titles. There's new tag team titles, new pure title, new world championship. Um, the only belt that stayed the same was Athena's, Athena's belt, which I love. That belt looks awesome. Um, yeah, it's everybody nice belt. And, and these belts were needed. Those, those platinum belts, I understand that they're, they're platinum. So they're, they're very, you know, they're very expensive and they, they're, the look of it is supposed to emote something, <clears throat> but they definitely needed a refresh. And I think they did a perfect, um, job with those belts. Did you see the tag titles have actual, their plates are the Briscoe brothers, the side, yep. plates are the Briscoe brothers. That was awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's super cool. Um, yeah, the the Samoa Joe retains. The tag team title match was fantastic up until Dante Martin had that horrific injury, bro. Um, I really hope that Dante can 
come back from that, man, because I honestly, I, and I hate to say this, but I don't see how. How do you come back from something like that? Like, he has so much in general, just bad luck. It's, dude, it, 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 that thing, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, his foot was completely turned around the other way. So I don't know where in his leg the break was, but it completely snapped and turned around. Um, after a, a destroyer spot off of a bridge ladder through two or three or four tables. I don't even fucking remember anymore. Um, so my thing with this is the reason why I'm, I'm kind of harping on it is because if I was Tony Khan, I would have a talent meeting with all my talent. And I would be like, guys, listen, okay? I know you guys wrestle a certain way. I know you like to wrestle a certain way. And do the whatever you want to do, but we gotta fucking, we gotta calm it down, bro. You guys have to start. I don't know how you do it, but you guys gotta fucking calm it down, bro. Cause this shit can't keep happening. Like, and I know it's infrequent. It's not like everybody's getting, it's not like a couple months ago where we had like five injuries, but dude, that shit can't keep happening, man. You can't keep. Having guys breaking legs and arms and, and you can't do that shit. And I know it was only, you know, Ray Phoenix and, and Dante who had the really horrific injuries, but, you know, Adam Cole had a concussion. So did Cowboy, um, Punk with his fucking ankle, but that was his own fault jumping into the fucking crowd. But still, you know, I would have a talent meeting and tell everybody, listen, y'all gotta calm this shit down, bro. We have to figure out a way where you can wrestle, yeah. like, Still look cool, do what you want, but it's got to be safer. Like, it just has to yeah. be. Because eventually it's going to be career ending for someone. Again, I don't know how Dante, bro, I don't know. I don't know how he comes back from that, bro. I wish him the best. Yeah. I hope he has a speedy recovery. But, bro, how do you come back from that and go back to wrestling? Like, I'd be shocked if he could walk right after that shit. But, yeah. Anyway. The main event was Claudio Castagnoli versus Eddie Kingston for the ROH World Championship. Um, they had a good, hard-ass hitting match. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I watched it over again. I watched it twice, and because uh, I wanted twice the heart, twice the heartbreak. And um, <laughs> Eddie, it's hard, man. And I hate to be the one to say this type of shit, but it's like you look at Claudio and you look at Eddie, and it's like, who do you want to be your world champion? You know what I mean? Like, I understand it from a booking standpoint, but in storyline, everything was pointing to Eddie winning. Like, everything. Yeah. And even the way they, they did the match was like, that, sh that was Eddie's match. And he lost it on a, you know, a roll-up, kind of like almost schoolboy type of pin, which usually I don't like that, but it was basically like Claudio escaped, which, you yeah. know, I'm cool with. You know, I'm cool with. But uh, overall... Fantastic show. Uh, very fun show. Yeah, I think Again, one of the only... Oh, sorry. I thought about this later because I kind of like said all signs were pointing to Eddie. And I'd even look at it as in like, is that a guy you want your world champion? Just because it's kind of like the that's not the main face of AEW kind of thing. So I was like, ah, oh, I think you could get it. But then I remembered, looks like, looked if I'm correct on, on AEW, looks like we might be getting like elite versus Blackpool Combat Club. 
So I don't know if you wanted to take the belt off him because then they, as much as they cross reference each other, which is good. Like, is that going to make them not look as effective that one of them lost their world title? I thought about that right. later. Yeah, I mean, Wheeler lost his belt. No shame in losing to Shibata, yeah. you know. Um, no shame in losing to Shibata. Uh, but I can understand what Claudio, but my thing is like when they started this Ring of Honor thing, I was just kind of like, bro, they, they need to have, I want them to separate the rosters. Like yeah. I want Ring of Honor to be a thing and I want AEW to be a thing. It's just they want. You know what I mean? But it seems like Tony's kind of not doing that seeing as how the Lucha brothers are now the tag team champions. So, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's all over the place. Like, yeah. Shibata's your pure champion. You got the Lucha Brothers are your tag team champions. So, you got people from fucking all over just being champions, which is fine. You know, it's cool. But, um, yeah, I just wanted a little more separation and have an actual <clears throat> ROH roster and an AEW roster. Player. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's early. You know what I mean? And he's still trying to feel yeah. things out. I'm sure he's still trying to figure out how he wants to book it and all that shit. So, the, but again, it's, I'm, it's the uh, experimental phase. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, I'm enjoying Ring of Honor. I really am. So uh, I'm just glad that it's back. Um, we had another, not that ROH is developmental, but we had a developmental pay-per-view that came up on s- Saturday afternoon, right? Yeah. Well, Saturday afternoon. <clears throat> I don't know why my throat yeah. is like super dry. Um, we had NXT stand and deliver, and I'm going to spend about two seconds talking about this show. Um, because honestly, I didn't think it was that great. Um, I'm happy that Carmelo Hayes is NXT championship, NXT champion, even though I don't think that match was that really good. Um, and I'm also not a fan of like distraction wins for your flagship title of your company. I'm not a big fan of that shit. Um, but Carmelo Hayes winning is the shit. I'm kind of glad that we're recording at the time that we are because I'm going to watch any. Cause I want to see, cause Carmelo's already talking much shit. He's already like tonight starts the new NXT. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do. Um, but congrats to Carmelo and congrats to Indy Hartwell, who won the women's ladder match. Uh, I thought that was super cute, the way that she won with Dexter Loomis showing up and helping her get the win on the ladder. I thought, I'm gonna, I'm not going to front. I was like, that's cute as fuck, bro. That's super fucking cute, dude. Um, so I was happy to see her win. And uh, it's funny because Roxanne, uh, right before <clears throat> Indy got up on the ladder, they did a spot where... Um, I forgot who it was, uh, <laughs> fell over and crashed into all the other women. And they were all laid out on the floor, all fucked up. And Indy's up there climbing the ladder. And when she pulls the belt down, like all the women are there selling. <laughs> and Ro- Roxanne just sitting there smiling and just looking up like, because uh, she was like so happy for her friend. But uh, yeah, not much else to say about the show. The rest of the show, honestly, was even that fatal five-way, which was entertaining. But I just... It really, it didn't do too much for me. So, uh, again, I hate to be that kind of guy, but it, the show really didn't do too much for me. So, uh, although that fucking unsanctioned match was really, really good with Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't 
talk about the the father of this podcast favorite wrestler. Um that was a fucking really 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 good match. So, um I don't know if you got to watch any of this or if you have any thoughts on any of this. <laughs> but those are my thoughts on that. Nothing, nothing. Nick, oh, I think Nick might froze. Nick is frozen. Nick is frozen. So again, Nick's on the other side of the planet. So you must forgive Nicholas for maybe having some internet issues. Yeah, his network connection is zero out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. That's not good. That is not good. So um, we're going to allow Nick to kind of hop out and hop back in. And we will jump right into the WrestleMania Night 1 results. So I'm going to try to go slow here because I know Nick very much wants to talk about this. And he's probably logging back in as we speak. There he just popped out, for those of you who can't tell. So... We had a pretty, it was a, it was so, you know, WrestleMania is broken up into two nights. We had Saturday night and Sunday night. Uh, for those of you who remember the old school one night WrestleManias, which I kind of wish they would go back to, but who wants to sit and watch seven straight hours of a wrestling show? I know it's very difficult for a lot of us. Um, it was very difficult. Like the, the pay, the, the WrestleMania right before, they went to two nights was like almost fucking unbearable. Like, I don't even know how people went to those pay-per-views. Like, I, I just have no clue how people went in and sat through seven fucking hours of wrestling, but hey, couldn't be me. What's up, Nick? I, was, I, I let everybody know you were having a little bit of trouble. You're going to log yeah, back in. I should be good. Now. I didn't get it. Um, yeah, I had, I had just asked if you had anything first stand and deliver before we kind of moved on. Because I, I know you didn't um, get to watch too much of it. Yeah, no, didn't watch much. But um, I actually plan on definitely going back and watching it. Um, I heard the main event match wasn't that good. But I'm very happy with the result. Yeah. Um, I'm always a sucker for like a stip match, like a ladder match or something like that. So I really want to go back and see that. Um, and then I have to go see Gargano and Waller just because they did pretty good with that storyline, I want to say. Um. So, fuck it, why not? But yeah, I definitely need to see it. To everyone, I, that's the only show I did not watch over the weekend. Um, just because time... Can't blame you. Bullshit. Can't blame you, bro. So much goddamn wrestling. Even, even yeah. like... I was sitting here, like, just because, obviously, I'm the only one in this house who watches wrestling. My mom kind of... Wa- you know, if I put wrestling on, my mom will watch it, as long as nothing vulgar mm-hmm. happens, which, you know, it, it'd probably yeah. be a lot easier to watch... WWE than to put like AEW on because then Moxley's gonna start fucking bleeding everywhere and she's gonna freak out. Yeah, but if I, I I've seen my mom's before, like I've put it on, and and I, and she'll be like looking at her tablet or some shit, and then the next thing I know, she's like the tablet's here, and she's like look, look up screen, yeah. and I'm like, what you doing? You watching this? What you doing, mom? So you know she'll watch it, but I tend to just keep it to my own area of the house and. I was like going stir crazy. It was like so much. I was like just like waiting. I was like waiting for the NXT show, then waiting for. I had the NXT show, and then I had. Uh, there was a Yankees game because I got the MLB app, and I was like, I yep. want to watch that. And then, and I know I'm sorry, the Nick game was playing, so I was like, 
I, it was perfect timing where I could like watch the Knicks and then it ends and then I could watch WrestleMania, which that was on actually Sunday. But there was too much shit going on to 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 catch everything. So, um, yeah, I was just explaining uh, how they split the nights up and how people. I know, didn't you go to one of them long ass WrestleManias? So I. Rob and I went to technically the last one night okay. mania, which was 35, because then the next year was the pandemic. So, yeah, so from going to one, and I don't say this to toot a horn, I think the one me, Rob, and Dan went to was the longest, like, no shit mania. Because I think by the time we left, the main event happened technically on Sunday. God damn. So, I mean, on Monday, technically Monday, sorry, because it was one night, technically on Monday. Um, yeah, so they're, they're not fun. I remember we got, cause obviously it's Mania, so it's kind of a show you want to get there for doors open. So maybe we could have got there a little later, but I want to say doors were like 3.30 and we got there probably like three then. And, uh, yeah, 3.30 or four, if I still remember, they might remember better, but, um, but I know the main event went on after midnight. So realistically, we probably spent, if you include waiting in the parking lot and everything, probably 10 hours there. Nah. Fuck no. So yeah, two nights. Yeah, that's what better. I was saying. It was like they, they, they split up these nights because, uh, and, and of course I was saying the last mania, I think was so long. And I'm, this is just me watching at home. As I was saying, I can't imagine. Someone actually having to be there for that shit. And then you, you were at that one. I wasn't sure if you were at that one, but yeah, that's, that's dude, the two nights thing works. Um, cause even if you look at this card, yeah. Now, even if you look yeah. at this card, if you get like, if you get rid of the showcase matches and maybe the Snoop and Miz thing and the, the McAfee thing you kind of want to have, but. Let's say you maybe cut, uh, I guess let's say the McAfee thing. That's still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven matches, bro. Like to having one night, like I don't think they'd ever go back to the one night thing because you just, I don't think they can. Especially for the money they're making. Yeah, you know what I mean? at this point, um, you can't do it. You can't. Now, but two things real quick before we dive into one, for everyone watching and listening. Lou beat me in the head-to-head matchup. Oh. I don't know if you threw that out there already. There. But Lou took, oh yeah, Lou took the dub, so I got to give him the congrats. Um, second, the past two manias, I don't remember the 2021 one that much off the top of my head. To throw it out there. But they have to do something with this these cards. Because both 38 and 39, night one killed night two. Yeah. Because if you remember did. night one, night mm-hmm. one last year had Cody and Seth, Becky and Bianca, the Stone Cold and KO thing. Um, fuck, they mm-hmm. had another match that was really good that first night. And I just can't remember mm-hmm. The second match night, I remember, had potential. You knew Brock and Roman was going to be whatever. I personally liked the McAfee Theory match. The one that really let me down, I remember, last year, night two, was Edge and AJ. That wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. I remember I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah. going to slap. And that was whatever. 
Um, but I remember enjoying, I really about, actually remember enjoying both nights. Um, yeah, over, I know there might have like been a couple year, things I that I nights. didn't like, but I definitely remember really liking um, the McAfee, McMahon, Theory. Stone Cold showing up, yeah. and that, like I enjoyed the the beer drinking on the floor and shit. Um, mm-hmm. The Jackass match I think was on Saturday, right? Yeah, no, that was, was on Sunday. That was the other good one. On also, Sunday. it was this night that too, right? Okay, yeah, because. Yeah, I remember yeah. really enjoying night two um, last year, and and for the most part, you know, before we run the card down, I enjoyed night two here also. But I gotta tell you, man, night one definitely smoked it. Um, just because the the surprises that Nick Khan said we were gonna have were shit, because there was really only one. I mean, there was two, but. Uh, one of them was good. The other one was not. Uh, and and I, the the way the we'll get into the <clears throat> specifics. Yeah, of it, I but. I take I take what he says as surprises for like like this because I remember he did an interview I listened to the week of the Rumble, and at that point Cody was already announced, and he's like, "We announced it because we know we have so many other surprises. The only surprises we had were." Logan Paul, which not to rag on him, but we've been at that time we've been seeing him a lot lately. Right. Chelsea Green returns, and then like a couple of like other women. I think like we had a couple of legend spots, and I was like, okay, I'll never take this dude serious again when he says returns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or surprises. Yeah, he literally said we have uh, during the ESPN thing when they announced the the Ross. He's like, oh, we got some surprises for you guys. And- Plenty of surprises and this and that. So, I, I what those see, were, I, I don't know. Surprise. Yeah, see, when I think surprise, now the two I really liked, I liked seeing Bad Bunny on commentary and get involved. Right. We'll get into that. But, and Pat McAfee, obviously, I'm a big fan of him. But those two are kind of, even Bad Bunny, as much as he's not on TV often, he talks about it a lot. So, them, they're both continuous staples in yeah. wrestling. Yeah. So, it's a, they're a good surprise. Like, fuck yeah, they're back kind of thing. But, to me, I've seen them so much that it's not a massive surprise. Yeah. Yeah, for me, a surprise is you a know, big but, return or a wrestler debuting. Yeah, or a debut. Who, somebody who you, yeah. you know, you've never seen in WWE and, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? Yada, yada, yada. You know, that's that's what I consider a surprise. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right into these this, this WrestleMania night one. So, Night one, we started it off with the United States Championship match between John Cena and Austin Theory. And uh, Theory ended up winning. He defeated John Cena by pinfall to retain. And I got to tell you, when the match started, I was... um, So at that time, that's usually when I tie up the dogs because we have outside dogs and we have one inside dog. That's usually when I go tie the dogs up, clean up their food and shit like that and get their bed ready in their house and all that. So I was kind of like, oh, shit, it's starting. And I went to run and go do that because I was going to do it earlier, but I don't like to break their routine because then it's like it's like it's 730. Why are we why are you putting us to bed now? (laughs) Could they get all confused and shit? Yeah, I feel you. So I was kind of running back and forth. And then when I came back, the match was over. I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? 
like what's going on? And then I had to go to Twitter and I had to look at the text from you guys. And um, I was seeing a lot of people saying that the match was like, whatever. They were like, oh, John Cena, like was going through the motions in this match. And he wasn't really, he didn't really look like he was into it. So I watched it back on Sunday. Um, I went back Sunday and I watched that match. And then I watched um, Rhea and Charlotte. And then I watched the main event. Uh, I rewatched. Yeah. And bro, I, I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. Like I, I watched the match and while it wasn't like, I, I didn't feel like it was a, I don't want to say pay-per-view quality because I feel like WrestleMania, you need to, if you're going to be on the show, you need yeah. to just go up a level. And from that standpoint, I can kind of understand what they're saying, but I didn't think it was like a, you know, the greatest match ever, but I thought it was like a, a a good match. Like it was fine. Like he, you know, he did the job for theory and put the kid over. And, um, I didn't really see him like as mailing it in, like some people were saying, but, um, it definitely wasn't like, no, a classic could, or anything like that. Yeah. It could have, I felt right when it was really picking up, it ended. Right. Like the fact he only took one uh, A town down or yeah. whatever is that what he calls yeah. his finisher? And that was it. Like, come on, Cena's been at five five times and kicked out of every single yeah. one. So that was a little shocking. But dog, one thing I'll say, and I love John Cena. Like one, like yeah, he's never been the big five star match guy, but he's gonna go down as one of the greatest, right? But he looked, he looked a little small. I don't know if it's because of a role he's about to do or something. Yeah. But he didn't look. Like John Cena. I, mean, I thought he had a dope entrance, yeah. though. That was a dope entrance, what he did with the Make-A-Wish kid. Same with Bianca when we get into Bianca's. But, um, the thing is, too, yeah. man. I don't know. I don't, it's the same thing. It's father time, bro. Father time is a motherfucker, yeah. dog. Everybody, you know, father time's undefeated, bro. And I was watching the match, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at John, and he's got wrinkles. You know what I mean? He's got hair. the hair thing going on, which we all, hey, look, that. I fell victim to it too, but I said, fuck this. When I realized I had a ball spot back there, I said, nah, and I cut it all off. And that, that was like 10 years ago. Hey, I could, Cena, Cena got the money to get them hair yeah, plugs man. too. Get so that spray on. or whatever that fucking, that yeah, goopy, like, goopy spray is and spray that shit back there, bro. Yeah. It was, it was an okay match. Um, but not enough to shit on yeah. it. Yeah. Not I didn't think shit. it like when I was reading everything, I was like, damn, what happened? I, I thought it was going to be like some type of terrible fucking match. And I watched it back. I was like, match was fine. Like, and I guess that's what people meant. Like, it was just fine when they were expecting it to be yeah. like a little more. And they probably didn't really give them enough time to kind of get into it. So now let me ask you quick before we get into the yeah. next match, which I enjoyed the next oh, match yeah. a lot, actually, um, which I was not expecting to. What are your, because obviously they were in California, so the time zones. What are your thoughts of seeing wrestling shows when it's like light? I don't like that. Like me personally, I, you do or not? No, I don't like it. I don't don't like, because especially like Imperium and the Demon's entrance, doing that shit in the daytime is like, it's. Yes, so I agree with you there. It's just the first, for me, it's the entrance. But something about seeing wrestling in the light is kind of cool at the same time yeah. to me. I've always, I don't know, maybe because I don't see it often. It's like, oh, it's different, but I definitely agree. Because I remember the first time Rob was at this Mania. I think it was his first one. 31 was in Cali. And this is when it was before, it was one night only, and they didn't throw everyone on the card. Right. I think it was like eight matches on Mania. 
And I'll never forget, um, I remember reading. So the semi-main event was Taker versus Wyatt. But right before that was that segment with Triple H and Stephanie and The Rock and oh, okay. Ronda yeah. before Ronda was signed. Right. And I remember they switched the Triple H and Undertaker thing. That was supposed to go on as like a, I guess, a, not a bathroom break because it's The Rock, but a break between that match and the main event. And they just switched it so it would be dark when Taker and Wyatt would come out. And it yeah. still wasn't even that dark then if you go back and watch it. Right. And you need that for that type of match. Yeah, so I definitely agree with you on the interesting because like Undertaker, Undertaker coming out in full sunset, or even that back then, that Bray Wyatt, who yeah. is obviously known for the phone lights. Right. Like, so yeah, so I definitely because that Imperium entrance would have been dope, which we'll get into. But. Yeah, man, that's the thing that fucking I, I I was like hyped. I was thinking, oh man, that Imperium fucking entrance is gonna be hard. And then uh, I think it was Dan who bursted my bubble in the chat. He's like, yeah, now with this sunlight. And I was like, damn, you're right, bro. Because that shit, it was still yeah. cool, though. But that's that's a, yeah. that's a night two thing. So the next match we had on the card. Hey, real quick. Yeah, yeah. When, we get, when we get to night two, remind me to bring up the Gunther interview. If I don't know if you watch okay. it, but remind me when we get there. All right, cool. If I forget. Uh, the second match that we had on the card was Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Versus the Viking Raiders in a men's showcase match, which I thought that whoever won this was a number one contender for the tag team titles. That's what I thought, but I guess it was just. A, I thought so too. I thought it, I guess it, I guess it was just a showcase match of like a skills. You know, we're gonna throw these teams out there and let them, you know, do their thing, and that's I guess what the showcase was. But I could have sworn that it was like number one contender type shit, but. I thought it was. Yeah. So I might have been, I typed the mania card, so that might have been my fault there. I just assumed that. But that's what I thought it was. That's what I thought the purpose of it was. Women. You know what I mean? But I guess not, because I haven't heard, I didn't hear anything about them saying, oh, they're their new number one contender. So I I, I guess, I well, don't know. Well, they ended up having that match on Raw. Oh, that's right. The Street Pavis did get a, yeah, but I, they but, came out last night and they were just but like, on the women's, yeah, they came out and they were just yeah. like, ah, I want a title shot. And they were like, sure. And they had a match. Like, yeah. so it's weird. I don't know. But I mean, it doesn't really matter in the long run, but the Street Profits ended up winning this match, um, by pinfall. Um, and again, super entertaining. Anytime you get the Street Profits, super, uh, doing anything is fantastic, bro. Again, Chad Gable. Is the fucking man. How does that dude, that dude is deceptively strong. How the fuck do you German Braun Strowman, bro? I remember when Braun, Braun Strowman, Strowman debuted and like Braun Strowman looked like a Braun Strowman debuted and he looked like a friggin' like a literally like a giant in front of everybody. And it's like this dude, like nobody can do anything to this guy. Like, and now he's getting German. By Chad Gable. So it's, it's actually props to Chad Gable. And it's also a little bit of props to Braun Strowman. I know we've had our, you know, our issues with Braun Strowman and him controlling his narrative and some of his views or whatever the fuck. We honestly on this show don't give a fuck about that, but it has been an issue in yeah. the past or whatever. But I'll say between that spot and him allowing, um, Dawkins, to just truck him, straight truck him. Yeah, I, I give him props for that because you you don't just do that to somebody. That's that's a team effort there. So, um, 
yeah, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. I, I feel like this should have opened. I feel like this match yeah, should have opened the show. Wanted, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say is Braun as a person, his views are whatever, and he expresses them. Like the whole indie comment thing during the pandemic. Like sometimes he's one of them like, dude, just shut up sometimes. But right. between no homo, you know, pause, but his body transformation, like you said, the selling he did. And my man jumped off the top rope. Like, bro. Like, yo, I, I hate to be that guy, but my man showed up during this match, you know, yeah, and then Ricochet had this, Ricochet had that sick spot, like, every, every, besides the, my pick, of course, the Viking Raiders, they didn't really do much, but, uh, the right. other six gentlemen in this match went in, Dawkins went in, like I said, like, just the combined effort of that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really, but I, like, I couldn't believe when he did that shit, I was like, ooh, that looked like, I was like, bro, I looked a little fucking stiff, but everything, everything went according to plan. What it looks like, because man, he fucking trucked the shit out of Braun Strowman. Did though. you see? Did you see? Because he's like, I forgot what the exact quote of the tweet was, but it's like when Braun Strowman mentions controlling his own narrative, and then it's Dawkins hitting him with the move or something <laughs> like that, like something taking a shot at Braun with the control of your narrative. And I was just Always. dying laughing. Always. But yeah. But Chad Gable too, man. He just he needs like an IC or a US title run. Like, if I had a say in it, he'd be the guy to take it off there. Yeah, it was kind of cool that they were doing this like Otis thing with the maximum male models because I was like, good. Yeah. Let him go do that. You know, if that's what you guys are gonna have him go doing, let him go do that maximum male model thing. And let Chad kind of take him off TV for a little bit, get the shoe shit. Out of the way, out of people's memory, because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, and then bring him back and let him have, like, a little mid-card title run. I get him in so, there with fucking theory, bro. So now let me ask you this question, because I've grown fond of this team. Um, and it's funny of how it started, but how do you low-key feel about Ricochet and Braun, honestly, as a team? Uh, I mean, it, it, it seems to work. But it, I always, I, every time I see them together, I'm always like waiting for, I'm like, okay, when is Braun gonna fucking like, turn? When is he gonna, when is he gonna blow this thing up? Like, when is he gonna decide to just blow this up? And seeing as how we're under old new management. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that very soon. So if you had, so I guess let me ask you this. If you had your way, would you know shit, like, book them as a team? Like, everyone knows they're, it's kind of like go the bar route. Maybe not to the point they have a combined entrance. Like, they're, it seems like they mostly just come out to bronze music or whatever. But see them do that, maybe get a tag, actual tag title run, and run with this maybe for a year? Or would you rather them do the split and Braun goes main scene, because that's where he's always going to be if he's not, and Ricochet guard go, like, like I see US title scene. Well, like what me, would you rather actually see them? Yeah, for me they're fine together as a tag team because like we've said before on this show like we need tag teams. Like Yeah. And these guys have been running together for a while so it's not like, you know, yeah, they did I don't want to say they threw them together because they 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 actually worked an angle and put them together. They feuded for a bit and then they kind of got together. So it wasn't just like, hey, like the, some some of these women's teams that they just kind of like, oh, look, here's Natty and Shotzi for some yeah. reason. Like, you know what I mean? So they didn't just throw them together. So I'm cool with it. 
and uh, it, it it gives Braun and Ricochet something quote unquote to do because mm-hmm. they're not going to be in the world title picture right now because it's it's just the world title picture is a big jumbled mess. Um, we'll get and that. I think uh, Braun already you know Braun already took the L to Gunther, so he's kind of out of that for the for the moment. So. Yeah, man, it's it's. I'm cool with them running the tag team for a while. I just like when I see them, I'm always like expecting, yeah, you know, I'm always expecting Braun to kind of like just pick them up and fucking betray them and shit. Because they so. seem now, granted, it's TV, but they seem to be enjoying it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look like they're having fun for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, and if you're gonna keep it real, like you. Who really like who's beating Braun Strowman like for real? Like if you just look at aesthetic aesthetically, mm-hmm. like come on man, that dude is gigantic and he's pretty fast. Like you know, nobody really ideally should be beating that. He's guy. athletic. So, oh yeah, yeah. So you kind of need to have him somewhere not in the title picture. So I think he's doing perfectly fine where he is. Um. So yeah, great match. Very much enjoyed it. I just felt like I think it would have yeah. been better if this match would have opened and then they would have had Cena and Theory after that match because I just think it would have worked better. I think the reason they didn't do that is because they were breaking up the singles. Like, because you had singles match, then tag team match, then singles match instead of having tag team match and then single, 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 single because you look at the card, it's like it was just all single matches for the rest of the show. So I get why they did it, but I wonder how different the the U.S. title match would have been if they would have gone on second. After seeing that, they would have been like, damn, okay. Because you would think as a wrestler, you see that kind of match happen, and you're like, you're going on next. You're like, oh, okay, well, if they're going to go out there and do all that shit, then I got to, you know, we hey, bro, we got to kind of fucking go knock it out. So, um, Next. Seth Rollins yeah. and Logan Paul. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Uh, Seth Rollins beat Logan Paul by pinfall, which we both made that pick. We both uh, picked Seth to win this one. Um, I'm trying to remember why I don't remember a lot about this match. Um. I must have been I honestly I I'm trying to think like I, I really don't remember too much about this. I must have stepped out or something for this match or maybe I fell asleep cuz that is also a distinct possibility. <laughs> All I remember is the entrance with uh Seth wearing some type of he looked like he had a bubble goose wedding dress on. I, uh... A big red bubble goose wedding dress and then he had Jeff Jarrett gear on for some reason. Did did he explain why he was wearing Jeff Jarrett gear or, or at any point or? Uh, not so. From what I remember, it was really good. The per- Nick, hello, Jeff. Oh, Nick, are we having issues? Are we having issues? Hello, hello, hello. I think we are having issues. Yes, 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 yes. I think we are having issues. All right. We're going to do that real quick. Nicholas, nah, I we're going to bring you back in. Like and let's see what happens. Nick? 
Mr. Nick. Going once, going twice, and Mr. Nick is gone. So, again, I really don't remember too much about this match aside from the fact that Seth Rollins was wearing a, literally was wearing a bubble goose wedding dress. And then when he removed said bubble goose wedding dress, he was wearing uh, Jeff Jarrett's old kind of, it, it's, if you know Jeff Jarrett wore, he used to wear that kind of, I don't know what you call it. Is it a shirt? Is it like uh fucking, what do you call them? Like uh chest chaps? I don't know what you would call it <laughs> with the stripes going down and the top piece and the pink and the, I don't know what that shit's called, but that's definitely, when I saw it, I was like, oh, gear. Why is he wearing Jeff Jarrett gear? So I don't know if maybe he said something about that somewhere, but I didn't catch it. So yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hear anything like that. Um I thought this was, was a good match. I thought it was a good match though. Um I thought it was funny with the prime bottle, like with KSI and Ah like, yes. Okay. If Logan putting him through the table and then now I um, Yeah, just a good match, like they went in, Logan Paul, man, that dude can just go. Yeah. I hate saying, he did another good buckshot lariat. Like, yeah. The dude, the he dude, hit a GTS. He hit a goddamn yeah. GTS, man, in this yeah, match. Like, he can, he can go. He embraced being a heel here. I know he said in an interview, uh, with Ariel Hawani, his contract was up that night, but I think mm. they already offered him like a two year, cause he, the way he said in his interview is the way his life is, which, you might not like the guy, but he is busy doing a shit ton of shit. Yeah. I think he's going to do like a year deal at a time kind of thing. I definitely see them keeping him on. And I, I'm surprised we didn't see him last night because he lives in Puerto Rico. Like I know I think he's booked from Ohio. They might even said he's from Puerto Rico here, but, but we're, we're going to talk about last night and what should have and could have. Yeah. And so I wouldn't didn't use, happen and did happen. So we will talk about they, that. Yeah, maybe they don't have him booked for backlash, even though he's living there because, you know what I mean? He doesn't have a contract. So I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him next month. But yeah, this was just a good match, you know. I'm happy Seth's going to win. He hasn't had a Mania win in a minute because he lost the KO in the pandemic. He lost to Cesaro and then he lost to Cody. His last right. Mania win was 2019 when he beat Brock. So I was happy for that. I liked his entrance, the little choir thing um, or yeah. whatever. Logan's entrance, I thought was cool. I just wish he didn't talk. Yeah, as fucked up I was as getting, I was getting, uh, I was getting Austin Theory vibes, bro. I was like, wait a minute, didn't Austin Theory do this shit with the with the phone with the selfie thing, or was that? Oh no, that was Grayson Waller. I'm sorry. I was yeah, no, yeah, the, uh, Grayson Waller was over here doing Austin Theory's yeah. gimmick, bro. Yeah, no, Logan but, um, did the zip line thing, which was cool. Ah, uh, the Shawn Michaels thing, right, 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 right. It was right. cool, but I wish he wasn't talking a lot during it. Yeah, was it was weird. also very safe because that Shawn Michaels shit was yeah, he, he was, was dipping, way bro. Up there. He was up there and he was dipping. This was just like he was in, getting inched forward, which again, completely oh, understand because I you would not catch my fat ass up there. Ain't no way. Nah, you're putting no. me on any type of zip line. I'm not doing it. That's some white yeah. people shit. You're not going to have me doing that, bro. No. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, um, from what I, now that I'm thinking back on it, I wanted to say, um, shout out to Logan Paul and to KSI for that table spot. Cause I know KSI was wearing that goofy suit. I'm sure it had extra padding in it or whatever, but still you had a human being 
jump on top of you and put you through that table. That's, that's, I can imagine that that shit is not, you know, that's not some easy shit to do. So shout outs to the two of them. Uh, I'm seeing this KSI person wants to wrestle Bobby Lashley. No thanks. I have no See, I want to see that just for Bobby to destroy him. Yeah, I have no desire to see that. I don't really know who this KSI person is. I thought, I, I thought I when he showed up with Logan Paul, that's all I know. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought he was, uh, like on Logan's podcast or something, like his co-host or something like that. That's why I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't think too much of it. Then afterwards I, I hear he's just, uh, I think him and Logan. I just, he's like a very famous or... YouTuber or something, right? Yeah, or, I think they did or, a time together too. Yeah. Yeah, and they're but, partners in the in the in the drink thing, so that's but, cool. You know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't need to see Bobby involved in that shit. I, I really don't. Um, put Bob, put a, a fucking world title on Bobby for the love of God. Again. Um. Uh, so yeah, cool, cool match. After that, we had the uh, the women's match, the tag team match: Becky Lynch and Alicia Trita versus Damage Control. Uh, kind of like having a little trios match. This match was perfectly fine. I thought it was yep. a good match. Um, Trish Bailey, of does course, not age. is fantastic. Trish Stratus is, um, you know, I remember Trish from when I watched as a youth, and she. I used to have, um, I used to get those. So I used to work at the supermarket, and I used to steal the Muscle Fitness. Muscle Fitness magazine would have a three-page, like posters. Oh, poster, so, yeah. Uh, there's those two things that I always used to steal from my old job. Um, I think the statute statute of limitations has passed on that petty theft, so I'll be good. Um, I used to take those out, and I always used to steal the <laughs> the low rider girls calendars. The <laughs> low rider magazine would always come out with a calendar, and I would always jack those calendars. I miss those calendars so much. This is this is the type of the the bitch that I am now. This is the calendar that I have now on my wall because I actually have an actual calendar on my wall. The World Wildlife Fund, son. <laughs> World Wildlife Fund calendar. I went from the Lowrider Girls to the World Wildlife Fund. But um, yeah, and Trish Stratus was one of those that I always used to grab those posters and I used to because I used to have like a little. I used to work in the produce department. And we had like a little quote-unquote office, and I'd hang posters up and all that shit in it. I don't know why anybody here needed to know that, but Trish Stratus um, just beautiful. She has not aged. <clears throat> she just looks amazing. And um, so does Lita, so does Becky, so does all these women. But it's not about their looks. Damn it. Nick, you misogynist. It's about their wrestling acumen. <laughs> and they had a great, great, great match. Uh, they I did. They were some good spots in this match. Yeah, they had good spots in the match. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I like that. I love that avalanche, um, man slam, as they like to call it. It's a urinagi, yeah. but that shit looks that rock bottom urinagi man slam, whatever you want to call that shit. That shit looks fucking brutal, bro. Um, I just love this at the end of damage control. Yeah, it's, it seems like they're done and we'll get into that Later. in a little bit, man. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to Monday Night Raw, boy. Uh, try not to blow my top on that, but. But what, oh my for God. me, what I liked about this one was for Trish and Lita's aspect, right? I was happy for four people mainly in this match. Dakota and EL, WrestleMania debut, look who you're going up against. You know what I right. mean? Even to include Becky in that, you know what I mean? 
because Becky's obviously going to go down as a legend. And then I was happy for Trish and Lita because they've always came back for matches like Rumbles or Evolution or Lita did the, but they never came back from Mania. So yeah. like Trish, like I remember she did that one Mania in like 2011 with like John Morrison and Snooki. But like she hasn't oh, had yeah. a legit Mania match in forever. And same with Lita. So I was happy for them. Like if this is it, you know, because they Trish apparently retired in 2019 when she faced Charlotte at SummerSlam. This is the first right. time she came back. So yeah. if this is how they are going out, if, well, Lita's not. Lita's got to lose the title, I guess. But if that's how Trish is going out, um, I'm cool with it. But I also yes. can see, like I said on the pre-show, Trish may be turning on Becky to set that up as a no shit. I'm done, Matt. Yeah, the um, that's one of the angles that we kind of brought up on the pre-show. And they didn't allude to any of that. I was kind of looking for some of that on the on the show, but they didn't allude to any of it, and they didn't allude to any of it last night. So um, I don't know if they're no going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know if they're going to continue with that. But again, the match was cool. One thing I didn't like about all these matches is how quickly. Did you notice how quickly they cut away from the endings of these matches? Yeah, like they just immediately well, they were had like a thousand advertisements. Yeah, it's like immediately fade to black and go to something else. It's like, damn, you at least give them a chance to, you know, I want to see them celebrating in the ring and shit. Like, that's, let them fucking celebrate, dude. Which we'll talk about um, on night two, but, uh. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's like, um, I want to be so, pissed about it, but it's like, goddamn, they made like over 20 mil just in advertising. So it's like. Yeah, it's. So, so now that we're here. When I was talking about the Ring of Honor show that we just had in house, it was very low key and no pyro and no, you know, and obviously Supercard of Honor is not WrestleMania, obviously. Yeah. You know. Um, cause I think if, if anything, final battle would be like WrestleMania for Ring of Honor, uh, either final battle or, mm, yeah, probably final battle. It is is one of their pay per views that I think you could compare to be like their WrestleMania because that's like their, you know, their reset button or whatever. Yeah. But even then, it's like they might have a bigger screen or whatever, but it's nowhere near the 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 spectacle of WrestleMania. And that's one of the things about <clears throat> WrestleMania for me. That's a little bit um, I don't like. I really don't like all this. And again, like we said, it, it's it's the Super Bowl of wrestling, so. I get it, but man, just the constant video packages over and over again and the the advertisements like, bro, this next match we're going to talk about is Rey Mysterio versus uh, Dominic Mysterio, brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, they had Rey Mysterio's name in a fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch little, like, font thing. Did you... And I'm like, did you see? Did you hear who was in the costume? Yeah, it was uh, Sol Ruka, huh? That's pretty. I dope. saw that this morning. Yeah, that was she dope. was. That's pretty cool. But it's like you got this, and again, it honestly it didn't take away from the match because I thought this match was great. Yeah. Um, I won't go into it top to bottom because from the entrances to the finish yep. it was fantastic. But um, the cinnamon toast crunch thing, and then like you're watching this match where they're he's beating his son's ass, and like the the little screens on the side of the ring all have like cinnamon toast crunch faces and then there's a soul rukas walking around in a cinnamon toast crunch out it's like what the fuck dude 
Like, could you, do you really need that check from General Mills that badly that you need to put this shit on your, your top tier yeah. paper? Like, come on, bro. Really? How much money could they possibly have given them for that fucking advertisement? But like, who's not, who's not buying cinnamon toast crunch at this point? Like, it's In the general, most delicious yeah. cereal. It sells itself. Crunch. It sells itself. But, but let me, uh, let me go here. The reason I yeah, want yeah, to go, go here first is because when it gets to the entrances, obviously I know how much Eddie means to you. Um, right. So yeah, dude. So from start to finish, bro, just Dom's entrance was dope. I loved how they embraced the prison thing. I am one. I don't know if it'll ever happen. And if it doesn't, I don't care. Dom did not look that bad in a mask. I don't he looked personally. actually kind of dope, bro. Low yeah, key. He, he did. He low key did not look bad at all. He did just so good there. And then I, I'm going to have to really think about this. Ray's entrance low key might have been my favorite mania entrance of all time. Wow. Okay. I have to think, I have to think on it, but dude, I love hip hop. You know what I mean? I love rap and hip hop. So Snoop Dogg being there, the low rider, ain't nothing but a G thing, right? Like that's just dope. Then Eddie's music hits. And then naturally, Ray has a dope entrance in general too. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe I was looking more into it because like Samantha was, it? I don't know if it was Samantha Irvin who announced this one, but whoever did like they emphasized like Hall of Fame or Ray Mysterio. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, dude, it was just, it was emotional for me. Like in that aspect of like, damn dude, like when I, cause I watched the Hall of Fame, so like seeing Ray going, like, oh, damn man, that's another childhood guy for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Going in. And then when they just went in, then Ray's beating his ass with the bell, like you know the what belt. I mean. That was then, fantastic, um, bro. How yeah, many then, how many episodes have I been calling for Ray Mysterio to beat his son's ass with the belt, and he finally and, did it? Yep. And then the family involvement, like throwing the drink on Aaliyah, which yeah, throwing it on her, and then the mom getting there, and then you know Judgment Day got involved, which I liked how they didn't get too crazy involved, to be honest. And then. Yeah. Bad Bunny on commentary, and he comes in, hits him with, like, rips the chain out. You know what I mean? Ray gets the win because I think we both went Dom. But the way the match went and the storyline went, it does make sense that Ray won. Yeah. And I'm not mad that Ray won either. Like, dude, that dude's got to be on cloud nine from this weekend. And now he's probably going to – now it seems like that's in – to talk last night. I didn't watch. Obviously, I read a thousand reports, so you would have thought I would have watched. But that seems like the one thing they got right <laughs> was this Judgment Day. Now he's about to team up with Bad Bunny, which Bad Bunny, I imagine, is a massive Ray Mysterio fan, you know, because mm-hmm. um, he's just a fan of wrestling in general, you know what I mean? So then someone of, like, his, you know, like, Hispanic descent, and that's who he's going to team with. And, you know, Bad Bunny, I don't know his age. I think he's probably around my age, like, probably 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he grew yeah, up okay. probably on on Ray. So, dude, this was perfect. I love this. Like, yeah. Storyline-wise, I love this match from start to finish. Yeah, the entrances, first of all, with Dom's entrance, that shit was fantastic, bro, with the whole – they had the little jail video package in black and white, and when he came out, when he stepped out of that vehicle, I don't know what the type of jacket he had on, but that whole shit, I was like, bro, if if – that's what he's gonna be in the future. Then I'm all for that. Like he needs Ray to be a heel retired. for a while. Yeah, 
yeah, when yeah. Ray finally retires, if that's going to be like his look and that's going to be his thing, that shit looks dope. Like yeah. that shit looks dope. And he looked good with the mask on. You know what I'm saying? He looked, his whole outfit looked dope. So, um, I was very much a fan of that, the way they brought him out, <laughs> the handcuffs. And that shit was fucking dope, man. And then, uh, you know, Ray coming out to Eddie's music and Eddie's, Eddie's car and shit, man. You know, that's always going to hit home for me. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I like seeing Snoop at the, at the, at WrestleMania. I like seeing him getting involved in shit. Um, and the match itself was great. I thought, uh, him, <laughs> again, him getting that belt and beating Dom's ass in the corner was like the way they built that up. The crowd was like completely into it and he fucking started whipping his ass and gave him the old school ass whooping. I was totally cool with that. Um, the mom getting involved. One thing I liked was, uh, the Bad Bunny thing too, getting involved in that, setting up the the pay per view in Puerto Rico, which I guess is backlash. Yeah, um, not so WrestleMania backlash. It's just backlash. yeah, just actual backlash, which is great. Um, yeah, man, for I now. very much for now. the match. And we were talking about on the on the last episode where I, I said I was looking forward to this match because I wasn't sure how they were planning on booking this because like oh I, for some reason. I felt like this was like Rey Mysterio's retirement match or something. Like this was going to be like his last match. Like I kind of felt like that. Um, but obviously it was nowhere near that. And of course he ended up winning. So, uh, he was wrestling last night. But like I've said before, Rey Mysterio just always gets his ass beat. So he gets a win on WrestleMania, which is great. And then you come out on Monday Night Raw and you're looking up at the lights, pal. So yeah, is this or Rey is Mysterio? This, is this the match where I said Bad Bunny would get involved, or did I say it was the Hell in a Cell match he'd get involved in? Uh, I predicted not, Bad Bunny. Yeah, you did call out a Bad Bunny spot. I don't remember if it was at the the Judgment Day thing. Um, yeah, it was or the Rey Mysterio. It was probably like the Rey Mysterio match. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just remember saying it. And uh so moving onwards and forwards to our as I would call it co main event, which I think that's what they should have called it. Um the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair defending her title against Rhea Ripley. Uh as we all know, Rhea Ripley defeated Charlotte Flair with a Avalanche Riptide, which Corey Graves was calling it a weird name. I don't know if they changed the name of her finisher. He kept they calling it like the Eradicator or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they might have. He, he's like, top rope Eradicator. Uh, what the fuck is an Eradicator, bro? That's called the, Her movie's called The Riptide. So I'm not sure if they changed it or if I'm wrong or he's wrong, but um, top rope Eradicator. See, I'm already calling it that. Top rope Riptide. It worked. To win. This match was great. Um, I, so I watched it again. I watched it twice and a lot of people were saying that this was the best women's match of the year. I'm not going to go that far because it's still Mercedes Monet and Kyrie right now. That's the, the best women's match of the year for me. Still, this match is up there though. This match is definitely number two. Um, it was Again, when when you have these two women getting super fucking physical with each other, I I 
can't stress enough how great women's wrestling is when you have two women in there just going ham like that. And we've said it before on here many, many, many times. Charlotte needs to have the right dance partner in order to really, really shine and have an excellent match. And I think her and Rhea Ripley work super well together. And I think she respects Rhea Ripley to the level where and Rhea's going to definitely give 100% because she's in there with Charlotte. And they killed it. Killed it, bro. Very yeah, much enjoyed dude. this match. Um, fantastic match. So this took my number one women's match of the year. Cool. It was Mercedes. And I'm a massive Mercedes fan and Kyrie fan, to be honest. But this just had me like on the edge of the bed kind of watching. But, yeah, they just they just went in. Would you say it's your WWE match of the weekend? Um, For me, it's between this and the triple threat. Triple threat IC match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's up there. It's up there. But that IC title match was just something else. Yeah. So definitely matches the night Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah. KO and Sammy was awesome because the storyline-wise, that was amazing. But yeah. this match-wise, yeah. But I definitely think Charlotte's about to take some time off. No, she is. There was a report today that says she's going to be out for an extended period of time. She's going to be traveling with her husband, Andrade, and there's no timetable for her return. That's what I saw on Twitter, bro. Twitter, you know. Twitter is Twitter, but that's what I saw. I saw literally like an hour before we did the show. I would dog. she's getting older. I would not be surprised if she's trying to have a kid, to be honest. Yeah. 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 But do you think she might be trying to have a baby? Um. Damn, raw, the raw rating last night. Whoa, shit. Where'd you go, Nicholas? What happened? Nicholas just disappeared. I mean, he asked a question and he just disappeared. Um, But to answer Nicholas's question, uh, could be. Could be. She could be uh, wanting to have a child. She might just want to be traveling and might want to take some time away from uh, WWE, which I can't blame her for that. It's a very grueling schedule, and uh, there's a lot involved there. So seeing as how Andrade's dance card seems to be empty lately because he doesn't seem to be doing anything, it's good for them to just go out and you know go on vacations and have fun and pose their very scandalous pictures on social media as they like to do. So good for them. Um, so Charlotte's going to be taking some time away and, uh, whew, I'm waiting for Nicholas to come back. Nicholas has not arrived. So we're going to, for Nicholas left very suddenly there. There he is. There he is. Yeah. Again. Sorry. I'm going to go Nick, on very, 30, very I'm gonna go on suddenly. Uh, I'm going to go. So it was starting to lag. So I left. So I'm going to go on a quick 30 second rant. So out here we have like legit Wi-Fi pucks. So I have Optus. Like, it's not like I have a building Wi-Fi. Like, I pay for this in the past two days. Everyone's Wi-Fi has just been shit lately. So that's why I apologize. I literally have the puck right next to my iPad. Um, but yeah. So yeah, so I don't know if you heard me. So I apologize to everyone watching. That's why I had to plead my case right there. Um, so, but do you, I don't know, did you hear the part where I think I said maybe she wants to go out and maybe try to have a yeah. kid? Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if you caught that, but yeah, so... Yeah, very good match. She deserves it. I think it's good when Charlotte, like, not, 
I kind of want her in a way to maybe start having more of a Roman schedule just because she's achieved so much so quick. It's like, yo, I'm back, win a title here and there because you're probably going to your dad's record if we're keeping it a buck. The other women shine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, you know, she definitely deserves her time off. She probably wants to spend time with her husband. You know, the guy's, his dance card is definitely free right now because he's doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they probably want to go out and have a good time. And that's cool. You know, if they start a family. That's also cool, man. You know, because, um, you know, she's just going to come back and they're going to put the title right back on there. So she don't got to worry about that shit. She'll be gone for like eight months, come back, and then all of a sudden just roll somebody up and take their belt. So, cause that's how Charlotte do. Um, what I was the saying right event. before you popped out was the raw rating came out, which we didn't really talk too much about ratings here, but the raw rating oh, came well, out and it? it's 2,260,000 viewers. So, so number one in cable like original programming average. It's, it's a little higher than usual. Yeah. So, but that was going to happen. Yeah, it's a little higher than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the highest total viewership oh. since Raw 30 on January 23rd. Uh, and it's the highest. Which makes sense. Raw's highest 18 through 49 viewership since February 17, 2020, before the pandemic. So good rating for them. Too bad they couldn't deliver on a good show. <laughs> See, and that's, uh, uh, I have to say that. This for quick 30 seconds because it's fresh on. This is why times like this, you need the old man to step the fuck down and let his son-in-law do it. Because I bet you, and I hate to be that guy, but if the son-in-law booked the show, not saying it would have been a fucking home run and had all these debuts or whatever, but you probably would have had more people coming back next week than you would with what we had. But now, yeah. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, before that, we had uh, Pat McAfee and The Miz. Oh yeah, they did throw a curveball in there for us. They threw a surprise. Miz came out with Snoop, and Snoop said that he put a challenge out, or the Miz put a challenge out. Miz denied it. And then they had Pat McAfee come out. Pat McAfee and Miz had a quick match. Uh, McAfee beats him, so sure. it's enjoyable. It's always nice to see Pat. I'm glad that he was able to come out and have a WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment too. You know, we're big fans. It's because I prefer to have him on listen. commentary. They, yeah. They listened to us because you texted me that earlier yeah. in the show saying, like, I wish you was there. But um, so, as you know, I watch his sports show and uh, right. he talked about it on Monday's show. And uh, he pretty much said, like, he didn't say when it was booked, but only five people knew. Wow. And, um, yeah, only five people knew. I'm assuming Miz was one. Like, if I, I had to assume. Unless Miz found out right before. Um, but... Yeah, he said he was hanging on on a bus for eight hours with two of the guys he does the show with. Um, and he's like, yeah, because he's boys, real-life boys with Michael Cole. And he's like, I saw Cole walk by the bus. I couldn't even get out and say hi. I was getting antsy. He's like, then when I came back, wow. he's like, I had to say hello to everyone and everyone and everyone. And he was praising WWE. He says he's saying on the show, he's like, he's like, yeah, I genuinely do miss it. I think it's because his wife's about to have a kid. But oh, okay. I think we'll see him back. I think, yeah, she's yes, doing, like, May. So I'm even surprised we saw him for this. But I think we'll see him again. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him at SummerSlam. Okay, yeah. It was cool that he they did that and they did a surprise thing. But it's like, goddamn, 
like I would have preferred to have him on commentary, man, because yeah. he just adds that much more. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I He's guess that was one of the charisma. surprises that Nick Khan had in store. But it's like I I appreciate that, but I would have I would have enjoyed more if they would have did that at the beginning of the show and had him join the commentary team. But but they just did like that, they right? Did they did the that at the last show. Yeah, they did it. At but the Rumble, yeah. I could do it again. Do it again and have Michael Cole freaking the fuck out. And, you know, that's, you know, I like him on commentary. So, uh, yeah. Pat McAfee's at that point in WWE. No matter when his music hits, he's going to get a pop because everyone knows how much he loves the business, how he's pretty decent in the ring, and he's good on commentary. Yeah, man. So, as Nick was saying, we're moving on to the headline match of night one, which was the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match between the Usos. And Sami Zayn and KO. And of course, Sami Zayn and KO defeated the Usos via pinfall to win the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. So we have new champions crowned at night one of WrestleMania. Now, this match, again, you alluded to it earlier. The match was good. It was probably great. But it was more about the actual story than the actual mm-hmm. match. Um, and how they finally got through all this adversity to finally take the titles off of these damned Usos who've been running roughshod over the tag team division for the better part of freaking almost two years. Um, yeah, man, I, I, it, it was just, for me, it was just all emotions, man. Sammy, Sammy emotes so much with his face, man. Uh, and when he, when he kicked, Jay Uso in the face and then caught him and just kind of like held him there and threw him back into that corner, man. It was just like, fuck, man. You knew it was coming. This is a case where like people say, oh, but uh, they should have done a swerve because, you know, you knew they were going to win. But this is one of those cases where like you knew they were going to win and it was like you wanted to see that and you were waiting for the moment so that you could pop. And that's like one of those predictability is not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it's right? not always bad, bro. It's not. It's not, dude. Um, because I was just waiting for it and I was engaged in the whole match. Um and I thought it was fantastic. I would I would like them to kind of have like a actual finisher, but whatever. Um yeah. the stunner leading into the Haluva kick, it's it's fine. It's fine for now. Um, they really don't need one, but I would kind of like them to have one. And, uh, yeah, what can you say, man? The the culmination of that yeah, angle just, paid off big time, man. It was fantastic. Yeah. I just want to give prop, props to all four. First, the Usos for honestly killing the tag team division. You know what I mean? Putting on matches. I read a thing. They didn't get their first Mania main card match till 2018. At WrestleMania 34, everything else before then was pre-show. Pre-show, right? So to see where they came, yeah, where they came and all this, okay. Kevin Owens, props to him, back-to-back oh, Mania main events. Oh, you good. Uh, Kevin Owens, back-to-back main events, right? You got to give him credit where it's due. Some people would have thought he never would have made events of the show, a show in general, you know what I mean? And back-to-back Manias. Night one, just main eventing. Good for him. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, then arguably the best storyline WWE's maybe ever done. So, Sammy, just because he's been, as everyone's alluded to, the MVP of the past year. You know what I mean? From 
killing it with the bullshit to leading it into this and then the match with Roman and it's just this was awesome and then I, the icing on the cake for me obviously everyone already knows the results by now was not only was Bianca Belair featured on the Today Show but it was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn oh dope so first of all props to, yeah so first off props to all three they went from LA to New York back to LA so because usually wow. it's the two it's usually it's the men and the women champion there so the fact they sent they sent seven Sammy and Kevin, they only took one title each, so one like blue and one red strap. They both looked good, like they looked like they belonged there, you know what I mean? So props to them. Like who would have thought, to be honest, either Bianca's a star, we know that, but who would have thought either of them two at WrestleMania? Well maybe Kevin Owens because of what but you know what I mean. Last year's main event of WrestleMania when WrestleMania ended, if you would have told me a year later, Sammy's that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were on the Today Show, I would have been like, no way. Like, they would have had Cody or whoever or Seth or, you know what I mean? So, like, just props to them, man. That that was awesome. Like you said, this yeah. storyline's been – because I think Sami first tried injecting – he actually said it without trying to be funny. He was – it started when Vince was there, and Vince left mid-July. And he said, conveniently, I got on TV with Roman for the first time after the week after Vince left. Wow. So realistically, face-to-face with Roman since July of 22. Damn. All the way to April. So good for them. This paid off. Oh, yeah. Great, great way to end night one. Phenomenal. Yeah. Fantastic, dude. And it was the right choice, definitely, too, because there was some confusion there as to what was going to headline. And there was a rumor for a couple hours there that Siri and Fina were gonna headline, which was like no nonsensical to me. But thank God that didn't happen. The women could have, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I'm so glad you said that. Before we move on to night two, I wanted to ask. Now, some people were saying that when Charlotte came out, that she looked. You could tell that she looked fucking annoyed that they weren't headlining because she was one of the outspoken ones talking about how, uh, yeah, they say you know. Uh, Sammy and, and these guys, their angle's been going on for a, a year and a half, maybe two years. But my angle with Rhea is like four or five years. So why, you know, if that's the, you know, if that's the cause of being a headliner, then we, you know, we should be headlining too. So my question is, do you think if they would have headlined, do you think they would have had as good a match as if they didn't headline. So, like, what I mean is that you could tell that they had a chip on their shoulder when they went out for that match. And they were like, all right, you don't want us to headline? Well, guess what? We're going to show you why we should have headlined. Yeah. Like, so now, the if they would have yeah, if they would have put them in the headline match, do you think that they would have had as good a match as they did? I want to say yes because of how good, but Everyone in life, I think, does everything better when you have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. So, I want to say no, but not out of ignorance. Right. Yeah, I agree. When you have something to prove, it's like like any sports, like, you know what I mean? You're going to put in more. Um, But, yeah. But, no, they they were just in too tough of a predicament this year. Charlotte, both years, because last year you had KO and Steve. Right, so it's like, how does anyone follow Steve Austin? Like, let's be real. And then this year, like, 
this story. Like, it's because I'm a true believer in you have to start and end it hot. So this tag match had no choice but to either start or end. And it was too good of a storyline for it to end, to start. I mean, it had to end. It just, it had to. Charlotte's just the victim of, in a fucked up way, other good storylines. And Kevin Owens. Because right. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Owens is the one stealing the main event from her two years in a row. Yeah. And if they, and, and, and too, if they would have had that, um, if they would have had that KO and Sammy match like before the women's match, that women's match, the crowd would have been fucking flat because they would have just, they would have done so much. They would have popped so much for what they just saw that that women's match probably would have suffered. So I think they made the right call. Um, but we're going to yeah. move right into night two. Night two. And uh, we're going to start it off with almost versus Brock, which was uh, about five minutes of uh, five minutes of funk there that they had. Now, Nick picked Brock. I picked almost. Omas. I don't know how to say his fucking name. I say it as almost. Uh, it's, but it's Omas. Bell uh, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lesnar won with a gigantic F5. Some people were saying, oh, he should have hit two. Like, yeah. You go ahead and pick up that big seven foot three motherfucker and F5 him two times. I mean, you, you, you yeah. talk about how easy that shit is. I know Brock is a big dude, but goddamn. Uh, I thought the match was fine, what it was. You know, good opener. You want to have that. Once you hear Brock's music hit, it's just, that's instant hype. So, uh, the match was fine for what it was. Um, was kind of expecting Bobby to show up somewhere, but you know, uh, they'll, they're going to have to figure the Bobby thing out somehow. But, uh, for what it was, it was totally fine. Good opener. Two big guys out yep. there beating the shit out of each other. Showcase match, really, um, between your two giant stars and, yeah, it was the time. It was fine. Was it like five minutes? I think maybe. Yeah, great. Actually, I'm gonna look I that up while you give me a piece. Great opener, Omas. Yeah, yeah, great opener. Omas keeps losing these big matches, which we said. Like I picked Brock, but I wanted Omas, but better and better. Little things, right? Like I texted Lou, and I was like, "How many times is he gonna say this is my house?" Because that was his thing in all his big matches. He didn't do any of that. He went out there. He beat the shit out of Brock. Because Brock sold like a champ. And my thing is, it's very open. If Brock likes you, he works with you. Perfect example. WrestleMania storyline with Dean Ambrose. You could tell Brock was just phoning it in. Right? I think Brock truly sees something in Omos. And it's nuts because you hear all these... Like Undertaker, who else? I think even Roman, like a few other people who stopped by and help at the performance center. See, like, this kid's got it. He just needs to get it. Like, I definitely, I'm an Omar Sapien. <laughs> I'm one. I believe he's got a badass entrance. You have to keep MVP with him for the voice. Now, like, Omas, I think, can talk. It's not like he has a bad accent, crazy accent. And, like, he can talk. Yeah, that's one thing um, I don't understand about that. That's one thing I don't get. I've, yeah. I've seen him do interviews. And he's and, very eloquent. He's very charismatic. Yeah. Like, let the guy talk. Yep. And that's what I was going to say. If you've seen, like, he did a bunch of interviews the past couple of weeks leading up to this match. He did good. He's very well liked by everyone. You know, I think his wife's a doctor or about to be a well, soon-to-be wife's wow. doctor. Like, he's got what it takes. Like, I, I definitely see a bright future for him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And he's improving. And then, so, know. I love the entrance. 
And at the end of the day, lose, it, there's a difference between lose the, like, if you're going to lose to anyone, you might as well lose to Brock. Yeah, there's no, ain't, ain't no shame in losing to Brock Lesnar, bro. That's, he's, no. you know, it's Brock Lesnar. Like we said last week, like, like we said last week, yeah, he lost that match to Braun. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather Omos lose to Brock than Braun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But good way to start the show. Yeah, man. Because next match sucked. Next match sucked. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to go that far to say that the women's fatal four way tag match number one's number one. That's a mouthful. Women's fatal four tag match number one contenders match. Uh, Liv Morgan, Raquel, Natalia Shotzi, Rousey Baszler, Chelsea Green, Sonia. Um, Rousey and Baszler win by submission. So the match itself, I didn't hate it. I thought that these women were working pretty hard. What I did not like was um, it's obvious that Ronda Rousey's injured and Shayna Baszler's injured. And you had them go out there and win anyway. Uh, Shayna couldn't even walk. When she tried yeah. to get into the ring to kick, I think it was uh, she tried to kick Liv. She couldn't even get the kickoff. And then when she tried to get back on her feet, she was uh, on her toe, literally, like limping around the ring. And Ronda had to end the match through the ropes on the outside with a submission. Like, it was a very fucking weird and ending. That's, that, that's yeah, why it was I super didn't fucking like, weird. What, there's only one thing I loved, loved about this match. Like, okay, I'll take back stock. It's just, I didn't like the way the match went. But, dude, Chelsea Green and Sonya showed out. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. They, they, the women worked Chelsea, hard in the match. Like, yeah, they worked hard. Chelsea and Sonya, like, I'm proud of them. I'm 100% behind both of them. Like, because this is, was this Chelsea's really first match? The thing with Asuka, but I'm pretty sure Asuka, like, squashed her. Um, but I think this was the first time she... Yeah, technically like, her, technically of, not her first match, but, like, her actual match where she did stuff, yeah. Yeah, and she did good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think Chelsea, with this character done right, call, call me, call me dumb, call me whatever. She keeps it up, and her in-ring work's not terrible. I could see her being a champ there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea's awesome. I, Chelsea's really I think great. that I think they're very. I think they're very behind her right now. Yeah, Chelsea's awesome. So I'm I'm hoping she gets more. She gets more TV time. I, and I really like her with Carmella again. I, I hope everything's going cool with Carmella, and I'd like to see them paired back up. Um, this next match definitely did not suck. Um, and it was the Intercontinental no. Championship match, the three-way match, with Gunther defending his title against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, Gunther defeated McIntyre and Sheamus by a pinball to retain his championship. Listen, uh, I took the L on this one. I picked Sheamus to win. I thought he was going to get his WrestleMania moment, be the Grand Slam champion. That shit didn't happen. Um, these dudes beat the shit out of each other, man. They really did um, I really thought that uh, Gunther was going to lose, but I thought they were going to do like Seamus pins Drew type of thing. Um, Drew, yeah. I, I, look, I, I don't have much to say about this match. It was hard hitting. The chops were incredible. Uh, one one funny spot in the match that I was like wondering what the fuck is going on with the referee was like when Seamus was doing the bells Aren't yeah. you only supposed to be able to do 10 of those before the ref breaks it up? 
And he he I got think, up to like twenty five. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I thought you were only supposed to be able to do ten of those. But it was it maybe no DQ? Is that why they did that? I think it was just was where it disqualification. I think it was like we're just appealing to the Yeah, because it's know? like I was like, wait, what? Because I I was like nine, ten, and then he just kept fucking going. And I'm like, wait, uh why is the rev just standing there? But uh but, besides that, the match I thought was tremendous, yeah. bro. Awesome, Great awesome match. match. My favorite match. Gunther was a star, bro. Yeah. Walter, so speaking, Gunther, whatever you want to call him. Speaking of Gunther being a star, like I wanted to say earlier, he did an Ariel Hawani meets, which those are really good interviews, Ariel Hawani meets. He did like three this weekend. I think he did Gunther, Logan Paul, and Roman. Um, so And they're only like 20 minutes. Some of them are long. Like the Triple H one was like an hour, but some good ones to watch. But Gunther, so Ariel asked him, where do you see yourself next year? And he said the main event. Gunther's mm. like, I will be in the main event. And I, I think he could be. I think he very well could be. Gunther's a motherfucking star, man. Yeah, that's He's got everything you want. He's got he's got he the says, And he says all the right things too, man. Like yep. he, he looks like a million bucks. He's he's toned himself up. He says all the right things when he's in interviews. Yeah, because um, they asked he asked him about the whole Walter Gunther thing, kinda. Yeah. Um, I love his fucking entrance thing. The I don't know how they I don't know how they I don't know how you say that. I don't know how you say that shit. It's the ring general in German. Um I almost want to learn that shit. I wanna learn how to say that shit so that I can actually say it. Um but the entrance is fucking awesome. I just you know, again, I think it would have been much better at nighttime, but you can't control yeah. the weather. Uh but yeah, the match I, I love this match. It's probably my favorite match of the of the two nights. You know. Yeah. Up there up there with uh Charlotte and Rhea. I, I, I can't really pick between them. Um this next match I saw a lot of people kinda having um issues with, but I gotta tell you, I enjoyed this match. The Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair and Oscar. Um Bianca Belair defeated Oscar via pinfall to retain the championship. Dude. I like this match. Um, I think both of these women worked really hard. And when you look at somebody like Bianca and you look at Oscar, uh, you would think instantly it's going to be a squash, but just because of the size difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, Oscar is very dominant and she has her, you know, striking acumen and all that. So it's not going to be a squash match, but, um, Dude, I, I very much enjoyed this. Asuka took her to the ground. She was hitting her with strikes and grapples, and she tried to do everything that she can. But at the end of the day, um, Bianca retained. Um, Bianca had a kick-ass entrance. Asuka had a kick-ass entrance. Yeah. Um, the whole Dude, match yeah. for me was very much enjoyable. I don't know what people were expecting. A lot of people – I, I get the Asuka fans who are not happy that she's 0-5 at WrestleMania, but besides that, like – and here's, I great. so I got a few things. So great anxious. Did you see the thing I shared about the one little girl, the contortionist, if I'm saying? Yeah, it? I watched the post, the scrum. Yeah. Afterwards. For, and for those Triple who H don't know, the, the contortionist young lady, um, that morning lost her mother and still wanted to go out there and do that. So prayers to her and her family. Bianca, I, people say she's reaching John Cena territory. Fuck it, let her. Bianca's a motherfucking star, man. But then they killed it. They both had good matches. But then 
So Oscar, two things on Oscar. I picked Oscar. I just thought she, I thought she was credible to win. I am not mad at the tiniest bit that Bianca's reign's still gone because her year mark as champion was like Saturday or Sunday. So she's going to go past the year clearly now. If you look at WrestleMania records, right? Oscar's only five. Granted, she needs a win, but Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they all have losing records at WrestleMania. I think Shawn Michaels was like something ridiculous, like not not good at all. I think even yeah. I think The Rock has a losing record at Mania. Like some big stars have losing records, and now she's going off on Twitter about the Japan thing. I personally think that's all part of like what's going. On. Me, she might be frustrated a little bit that she's <clears> not winning, right? She might be, but I think like I'd say eighty percent of that is probably like where do I go from here? Like, you know. But great match. Both women's yeah. title. Honestly, there was four women's matches. Three out of four. Two out of four killed it. And the other two, like, did good. There was not no, you know what I mean? So, I, I once again, I take back saying suck. I think I was just more pissed about just kind of like you said, the Ronda bullshit. Just, I don't care that right. Ronda won because I'm, I'm in the corner with you. I want to see Ronda and she and I have the title. But, yeah, anyway. Good match. Yeah. Good match. And for Bianca, just... She had that stare down with Rhea. That that was just that's a common thing they do after Mania. So I don't know who's next. You know. Well, it would have been nice for them to use a Raw after Mania to make some of these angles make sense, but they didn't do that last night. But would anyway, have been perfect to have like a Chelsea or a Sonya. Hey, you know that- makes fucking sense to me. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Uh after the Raw Women's Championship match, we had Snoop Dogg and The Miz made an appearance. And they came uh, back out to the ring. And Miz decided to have another open challenge where it was like, no, I didn't, but I do, but I have one, but I don't. And surprise, surprise, Snoop Dogg introduces out of all the fucking people in the world that they could have had come do a surprise appearance. They could have had L.A. Knight. They could have hit Bobby Lashley's music. Hell, they could have even hit Bray Wyatt's music, for all I care. Uh, You know, some of these people who didn't get to have a WrestleMania moment. uh, Maybe give some love to Mustafa, or or, I don't know. Anyone else but fucking Shane McMahon, okay? And here's my problem with you fucking people. Why are you cheering for Shane McMahon? Do you not remember? The Royal Only a few select months ago, where he was dumping green ghoul on Braun Strowman and calling him just too stu- stupid. He was calling him stupid and bullying him. And that Do you had not a, remember this? And then had a big part of booking that terrible Royal Rumble. That fucking Royal Rumble debacle where he wanted to go in before Randy and this whole shit and he wanted it to be about him. Do you not remember these things? Why are you cheering for Shane McMahon? And then <laughs> he gets understand. hurt. But hey. My stomach literally turned when I heard Here Comes the Money. Like, it's a meme at this point. I heard that music and I wanted to fucking throw up. Okay? Yeah. So, what happens? Shane McMahon comes running to the ring. They have an impromptu match. The ref comes into the ring. Ring the bell. We're going to have a match. And in less than a minute and a half, 
Shane McMahon just goes to do a leapfrog over the Miz and blows out his entire ACL. God damn. I, that I feel bad for. I don't wish injury on anyone, but Jesus. I don't mean to laugh, but it's fucking hilarious that that happened, okay? Props to Snoop Dogg for improvising. Shout out to Snoop Dogg for on the fly realizing that he there was a situation happening and that he had to do something. So he improvised people's elbow. The ref apparently decided, oh, okay, Snoop, now you're in the match. So you're you get the pinfall. Uh listen, Shane. In the words of a great man by the name of Damian Priest, okay? It's 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 over. You know how I I forgot how it fucking goes. He goes, "You're washed. It's over. Whatever. It's done. You're you don't need to have WrestleMania moments anymore, bro. Leave it to the wrestlers. I know you're Shane McMahon. You you had that match with Kurt Angle. You jumped off of the scaffolding thing with the Big Show. Okay. It's over, bro." If you can't yeah. do a leapfrog without blowing out your ACL, it's over. You cannot be sitting at home on your couch and then come back and be in a WrestleMania match. You can't do it. Even with someone like The Miz who can take care of you. The Miz can only do so much, bro. Yeah. What's he supposed to do for you when you blow your ACL out? Like, that shit was embarrassing, bro. We spent, embarrassing. We spent too much time on this one. Yeah, for real. Made embarrassing. About- the main event, my God. By God, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes to retain the Undisputed Universal Championship. Nick, you picked Cody. I picked Roman Reigns. What did you think of this match? So... I didn't like the finish, but I'm going to let you speak on that because that, that's your thing. We talked about that often, yeah. but I liked both entrances. You know what I mean? I loved Cody giving the belt to fucking Brody Lee's son, fucking negative zero or negative one, sorry. Yeah, negative one in the house. <laughs> negative one. I said negative zero. Sorry. It's early here. Um, But good match. A lot of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like. And I like that in a match when you don't know who's going to win. Um, but initial reaction when the three count hit, wasn't happy because to allude, like I said, offline when my girl said she was now granted she watches when I watch as a spectator. But there are people saying like Cody did just get here. Like, you know what I mean? Like technically he's been back like what, five months if you want to get technical because of injury. Right. So, like, should he instantly be slingshot like that? I see that side of it. But, man, he was just so hot right now. He was so hot right now. And then there's these reports. I feel this is slowly going to intertwine to the Raw Endeavor sale and all that. But reports that for several weeks this was the case, which I did see some sites say that. Some didn't, right? But I don't know, man. Right? Maybe because I just have so much respect for Triple H that I'm going to hear this out. 
especially with what happened last night with Brock beating Cody. Like, is Cody going to beat Brock to beat Roman kind of thing? Like, if that's the case, if the story's <laughs> done right, if the story's done right, we'll see. <sighs> I just think, like, tonight would have been the perfect opportunity. Like, instant, this just came to my head, right? Cody wins. Cody comes out, celebration. Roman comes out, says he wants a rematch, right? Brock comes out, lays out Roman, Brock, Cody. Boom, go, right? Just go with it, right? Just fuck it. Like, that just came to my I don't know. I see why, because Roman is such a star. Like, no one can deny how big of a star Roman is now, right? And maybe there are the reports that it wasn't several weeks ago. And maybe it was a last-second change due to this sale that, you know, hey, we like this Cody kid, but Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe that was the thing. And then goes into a lot. And I'm trying to focus just on the match. But uh, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match. To end no, match. not at definitely, all. Definitely a better match than last year with Brock and Roman ending it. Like, good match. Just I don't want to say it left me look. I want to say it left me, like, flat because of the highs we've yeah. got all weekend. It deflated the building. Yeah, and it's like, and it's not, I like Roman, but it's because Roman won. Because, dude, that would have been such a moment. Like, here's my thing, right? We were talking, so for those of you who don't know, I say it, I'm from California. I live an hour from the stadium, right? So originally wasn't supposed to come out to where I am until actually after Mania. Things changed, whatever, no big deal. Like, shit happens. I was able to watch it. I'm grateful for what I had. I had every intention of going to this meeting. It's an hour away. I'd even need a hotel. Me and my girl could have drove there, yeah. came home, and went back the next day. Like, you know what I mean? Um, that was the only time. So going into Mania, that was the number one thing. I'm like, fuck, man. I really wish I could have saw this. Like, the ending of a rain. Like, no pun intended. That was the first time. Well, don't get me wrong. I wish I was still there. But then I was like, well, I'm not that mad I didn't. I missed that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, from the one, two, three on was the only time I was like, well, I'm not that mad I'm not there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. what were your thoughts? I'll let you say your part. I went on a rant. There. So the match itself was great. I thought it was a great match. Um, two powerhouses going at it. Uh, very proud of Cody because Cody, you know, some people were saying Cody don't look like he belongs. He belongs. Triple Cody H said it in the scrum. Yeah, Cody looks like a heavyweight, you know. He he looks like he belongs. He 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 everything he was doing was was great. Roman was great. I enjoyed the match very much. Like I said earlier, talking about the ROH show, I hate when you have outside interference in championship matches. I hate that shit. I hate it. Especially at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like the pinnacle show of your of your company, and you're gonna have Outside interference determine the outcome of your fucking championship match. I hate that shit. Yeah. Okay? Yep. This is my thing. So, and I'll try to wrap this up. The Usos come out and interfere. They get fought off by KO and Sammy. Cool. Cool. They get fought off. Because at that point, Solo was already thrown out. Solo got thrown out. Because Solo was at ringside. He gets thrown out. Usos come out. Okay. Sammy and KO come out. They fucking brawl. They get them the fuck out of there. Uh, 
they hit the the perfect stunner on Roman, haluva kick on Roman, leaves him in the ring. He kicks out, which is great because I was like, if Cody wins like that, he looks like a bitch. Yeah. Dude. So Roman I kicks out. I was so I was like, out. please don't, please kick out of this. So that was cool. Everything up to that was perfect. He gets Roman up into the crossroads. He's trying to hit the third crossroads. Solo comes back out. Like, what the fuck? Who's running this company, dude? Who's running this place? Like, if you have... He just got kicked out. How does he run back out and interfere again? Like, that shit's dumb, bro. Like, if you're going to do something like that, at least have, like, introduce, like, a, a new member of the bloodline. I know that they have another... Yes, and that's... I know they have yeah, another brother out say. there that's supposed to be coming into developmental soon or, you know... Got someone else, maybe Bronson Reed joins yeah. the bloodline or something. I don't know, bro. But get someone else yeah. at least to come out and do that shit. Because you're just going to have Solo yeah, run back WWE, out. WWE, WWE diehards were comparing this to the Clash of the Castle. It's and I said, such, there's no, in my head, dude. I didn't say, there's no way because Solo debuted at Clash yeah. of the Castle. So like as much as, like you, like you said, you wanted Drew to win that day, right? As much as a lot of people didn't want Roman to win, that was smart because you brought up this one guy. This is just a guy who came back yeah. from being thrown out. Yeah, and it's just, it's just that shit for me was just like when he hit that three, I just laughed. I laughed because I was like, man, yeah, I was like, Damn. you know, when you, and again, this isn't some tribal shit. I'm not comparing companies. But when you look at like AEW and they have championship matches, bro, they have a finish. Somebody hits their yeah. fucking finisher and it's one, two, three. So like all, all these matches that Roman has had, they all end the same way. Outside interference, he gets the advantage. He ch- chokes you out or he hits you with the spear. But it's like, bro, can you, why not just, I don't care if Cody loses. Again, I picked Roman. I, I wasn't yeah. mad that Cody lost, but bro, beat him. Beat him fair, and it and it's not like Roman's this scorny heel. Roman's a big yeah, he's a big dude. He's not the Miz, like you know the Miz. You know cheats to win and shit he's like bigger that. Than That's Cody. his thing. Like, like you know I mean, he's bigger than Cody. Yeah, I just like I don't, physically, you know what I mean. That's why we were having the miscommunication where people were like, "Oh, you're not happy about that." It's not. It's not that Cody lost. I'm fine with him losing, but just goddamn, dude. And again, maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Not. You know, I'm not a wrestling booker. Maybe this protected Cody because he lost, you know, with all this outside bullshit. So it kind of protects him in the loss instead of him just straight up losing. But I don't know, man. I, I just the outside interference yeah. stuff for me just it, it just didn't work. And it left me like like I felt gross after yeah. that. Yeah. And like I said, and like I said. And it's probably because as a wrestler and a booker, I have so much respect for Triple H, like in general, that it's like, I'm going to give this, I'm trying to think. I'm going to give this till Money in the Bank. So like July. This Cody that, because Triple H said it, Cody proved why he's the top of our business. And... The story's not finished and things like that, right? So I'm going to give Triple H that, or whoever the fuck it is now, yeah. that, 
that that little, I will give them that grace period. I will. Because I guess we can kind of transition now to last night, right? Um, before, because I know you want to drop the Endeavor part of right. it. But, and it kind of goes to what I said with Omos. Like, if you're going to lose to someone, it's Brock Lesnar, right? So going, like I said, I didn't read. Just literally doing for everyone watching and listening. I watched WWE clips, like on Twitter, and everyone was tweeting about it. You know what I mean? So, when I saw it was going to be Roman and Solo versus Brock and Cody, I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty fucking cool. Brock's doing a tag match on Raw. Hasn't done that probably since his first run. Cool. And then whatever, he Brock beats the shit out of him, right? I'm going to see where it goes. Right? Because if it's Brock and Cody, like I'm kind of down to see that. I'll admit, I am down to see that. If done right, and especially if Cody goes... Because if Cody goes over, like, Cody's getting a rematch. This isn't a one-and-done. Right. Um, I don't know if it's going to go as far as WrestleMania 40. I kind of hope they don't do back-to-back. I'd rather it be like SummerSlam, oh God, no. to be honest. I'd rather... I want to see Seth, Seth and be, Cody at WrestleMania next year. Yeah, so... Because you can do it at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's a stadium show. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to have 50,000, 60,000 people there, right? Ford Field's massive. It's a football field. So it's like, I'm in it. Just, that's the only thing from last night. I'm given a grace period. So now if you want to transition to the Endeavor part, yeah, man. then we'll talk so about it before, before we wrap So for those who don't know, uh, WWE was purchased. It's not official yet, but... It's basically all done. All they got to do is sign the paperwork and do the stock exchange thing. But WWE has been sold to the Endeavor Group, which is uh, part of the UFC kind of conglomerate. It's all it's all going to become like one. They're kind of joining, merging, so they're going to become one like powerful freaking entertainment company. So, which is nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Bro. It's so about. crazy. To think about it's nice. It's crazy. Like, I don't know what this means for the future of WWE. I really don't. If they're going to start having a lot more UFC people pop up. Um, there's a lot of little things, too. Like, are they going to start charging for pay-per-views? Because the UFC have their own streaming service that you can go watch old shit. But when the pay-per-views come ESPN up, ESPN Plus, you got to pay. You want to watch a pay-per-view? You got to pay. Even if you have ESPN Plus and you're paying extra... You still got to pay for the pay-per-views, full price. So, I mean, I think you get like a 10% discount if you have ESPN Plus or something. But cool. really, it's seventy nine ninety nine. Like, what's 10% of your fucking really? Um, so there's a lot of little things like that. And one of the big, one of the big things is Mr. McMahon is pretty high up there on the board of directors of this company now. Like, he's... The top dog, really. Yeah, um, so I was sorry to cut no, you off. Good. I said this to Lou offline. It's Ari Emanuel, Vince McMahon's the executive chairman. There was someone else. I can't remember who. And then it's Nick Cotton and Dana White. So we live in a world, I was telling Lou, where Dana, Vince McMahon is technically over Dana White. It, that shows just nuts. You want to say this motherfucker ain't got power? He got power over the motherfucker that runs UFC. And speaking of power. He gained more power. Speaking of power. So last night we had Monday Night Raw. 
the Raw After Mania, which, well, I want to say usually, but it hasn't. Supposed Raw to be After Mania Raw, has yeah. not been good for like the past, I don't know how many years. It just hasn't been good. Raw After Mania used to be like, you have a hype-ass crowd, there's returns, there's surprises, debuts. there's debuts, yeah. sometimes there's a title change on the show. You know, shit happens on Raw After Mania. And now, nothing happens. And especially after last night, nothing really happens. They Literally, we got nothing riddle. happened last night, bro. So We got riddled. And nine minutes of wrestling. Fuck out of here. So last night, they started the show. I was waiting all fucking day for Raw. I was so excited. I fell for the I fell for the hype. I really did. I was very I was excited. I was like Raw after Mania. Is Jay White gonna debut? Is fucking Matt Cardona gonna show up? I hear Randy Orton's coming back. There's a bunch of shit in the work in the works. The show starts. The show starts. Triple H. They're saying Triple H has an announcement. He didn't make any fucking announcement, by the way. He comes out. Hits his music. And when I saw him walk out and he started mugging for the camera, I was like, oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong here, bro. He came out and he immediately was like, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. And doing all the posing and all that shit. I was like, oh, okay. Something's he's he's trying to. He's trying to gain that favor right now. He's trying to get like because normally Triple H he walks out to the ring. He says what's up, and he goes and he does his thing. Yeah, he was like on some he was on some Vince McMahon shit last night where he was trying to like, all right, guys, listen, I got something to tell you. Um, Local medical facility. Yeah, and that that made a comeback last night too. So don't don't think those things go unnoticed because they do. Um, comes out, gives a little speech about. Then now forever and thank you guys and WrestleMania was amazing and blah 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 and the fans and blah 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 and he goes, you know, we're in the news and da 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 he kinda danced around the topic, but he says, uh, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna still come and bring you the same WWE that you love, yada yada yada, then now forever endeavor and then he leave. Well, he doesn't leave, actually. He said, uh, before I go, I want to bring out... I thought he was going to bring out Vince, bro. I thought he was going to bring out Vince. And then he brings out the Tribal Chief for the opening segment of the show. So, you know, show starts off. I'm like, okay. Roman Reigns starting the show. Cool. You know? And the first hour was hour-free. Uh, a commercial-free hour. So they didn't cut away to commercial or anything. Roman Reigns takes his 27-minute entrance, comes to the ring, and then him solo and Heyman are standing there. He goes to start talking. Cody Rhodes' music hits. Cody comes out to make a challenge. Before Cody makes his challenge, he literally says to Roman Reigns, you were an amazing competitor last night. Bro, he cheated to win. <laughs> he yeah. cheated to beat you. Maybe you want to bring that up when you're asking for your rematch. He didn't even fucking mention it. Okay? Didn't mention it at all that it took three other people to come and, and, and beat me. No, he mentioned none of that. Comes out and just completely blows over that. Wants a championship match. Uh, 
then Lesnar comes out as his his partner. I don't know why I'm running the show down because that's not what I want to do right now because we do not have time for me to run down this three-hour show. But the opening segment was good, okay? Triple H thing was cool. It's, you know, that kind of fourth wall stuff is always cool to see. The opening segment was good because it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to have a freaking, that's cool, a tag team match. Roman Reigns is wrestling. Yeah. Brock Lesnar hasn't wrestled on Raw in like 10, 11 years. So that's cool. All right, cool. I'm down for that. And I don't want to sound like this guy, but when I saw Brock Lesnar chump being all chummy and putting his arm around Cody and all that shit, I was like, Oh man, Cody, you you gotta be smarter than this, bro. Because if I can see it, and I'm I can't be the only one who sees this, you you gotta you you gotta see this shit coming, bro. Like, come. I thought it would have been after the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, you saw it coming. Even yeah. then, you you figured some shenanigans was gonna happen. So it's like you you and I and I get it. It's a scripted show, obviously, Cody. Is doing what he's told. But when you're looking at it storyline wise and you're looking at it as a, as a show, you, you see Cody as less. You see, he's, it's like, you're kind of a dumbass. Cause why the fuck would you not think about this shit? But putting all that aside, the opening segment was good. The rest of the show was a piece of shit. The first hour of the show was commercial free and it had one minute. And 31 seconds of wrestling in an hour. One minute and 31 seconds of wrestling. I think it was one minute. Is it one minute or 11 or 31? Whatever. A minute. A minute and a half of wrestling, bro. And in, in the first hour. The whole show had 32 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour wrestling show. That shit is unacceptable, bro. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Like I was telling my my, my brother, bro. I watch wrestling because I like watching actual wrestling. <laughs> yeah, storyline stuff. Yeah, great, I like the storyline stuff is. too, and and that stuff's fine. And you know, I don't have anything against storyline stuff and talking, but bro, I like watching wrestling. Like I like the sport of it. Thirty-two minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show is come on, dude. That shit's terrible. Yeah. So. So what I'll say is this, since July, when Triple H took over, right, anytime there was something bad or dumb, everyone, Vince booked this, Vince booked it. No, that all got laid to rest last night. Triple H had some bad moments, which we all do, right? Tony has bad moments. Everyone has bad moments. You're not going to hit a home run every segment every week. It's just physically impossible, right? No. Last night was the first time you could tell Triple H did not have control. Did not have control. And it makes you think about some future wrestler, like some wrestlers' futures, right? Like, Bailey is verbally, physically aggravated. That was known. Her segment got cut. Because going into Raw, I think Fightful put out that they were supposed to do, like, two, I think, two triple threat matches for the women. Like, kind of tournament style for a woman. Then it ended up going into the tag division. That's why Shayna sent that tweet saying, like, what, to be the number two contender? You know what I mean? And then it was like, so that was there. Then you saw the video of someone running to Seth and bringing Seth in and talking to him before his segment. Um, 
So you have that. And then it's just like. Bro, that's another one. Listen, bro. They brought Seth Rollins out. He stood in the ring. Sing a song. For fucking five and a half minutes and just stood there while people sang his song. And then he left. What the fuck? Why? Why? Triple H would never do that. I'll be that guy to say that. Triple H would not do that. Bro, it's literally, you're wasting time. Like, you're literally, go out there and and just stand there and sing and let them sing since they love to sing your song. Like, I don't understand. So, apparently, all these reports are out. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake, bro. But one thing that I'm seeing consistently reported from PWI to Wrestling Observer because those are the two sites that I kind of like. I put stock in. Everyone else is just whatever. But they're saying that um, Vince took over creative at some point last night during the show. Like, they had a plan. There were supposed to be two three-way matches for the women. And there was supposed to be Bailey was supposed to come out with damage control for their match. Um, and those were scrapped at the last minute. The Seth thing was a last minute thing. And, uh, the show was rewritten on the fly by Vince, who went into the gorilla position, sat down and just decided to rewrite the fucking show on the fly. He just literally said, fuck this. I'm taking over, sat back down and just did the thing. So. Look, it, 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 you know, if this is what it's going to be, I was just saying how the reports were from uh, the, the two people that I put stock in, which is uh, PWI and Wrestling Observer. For the most part, they were reporting that Vince basically took over creative last night. He sat down at Gorilla mm-hmm. and he rewrote the show like minutes before the minutes before the show. He rewrote the show. Just like the so, old days. I just like the old days, dude. And he so apparently there were supposed to be two three way women's matches. I so I guess for, for one, yeah, determine number one contendership. And there Bailey was supposed to come out with damage control. Mm-hmm. Um and Bailey wasn't even mentioned last night with damage control, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Well No, again, I read that. I read it. that though. She wasn't even mentioned, which that's not good. That's that's when shit starts to go downhill. Now and again, I'm seeing reports now that two top talents have said that they will request their release if things continue to go the way they're going. Again, this is all hearsay. I yeah, won't, I'm not know anything until shit happens, but this is just like shit that's going on. Bailey's tweeting weird shit. Uh Mia Yim is trying to do like, hey, guys, relax. Don't, you know, pay attention to rumors and shit. But kind of hard not to pay attention to rumors when you watch a show like last night. Last night was horrendous. Horrendous. I'm definitely making it like a point to watch SmackDown Friday to see if there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Whether it's good or another bad. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not. It's it's like watching a car accident because it's like I want to boycott. Because I don't want to watch this shit, but it's like I kind of gotta see what's happening. Because yeah, it, it's it's well, that it's that serious. Because I saw one report, and I'm gonna mention it. I'm not to say the page because it's not sometimes credible. But what it is is 
what it said, I don't know how true it is, but it would make sense, right? So Endeavor was clearly based out of LA. They just bought this company. Like, and the Endeavor hire were definitely at this show last night. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to be there. Just like when AEW was in LA at the show I went to, like Warner Brothers was there. When you're in their home territory, they're going to go to the show, right? So there is a report that they weren't happy with the show. Now, how true that is, who the fuck knows, right? They weren't happy with how Vince did things. Hopefully this report is true, right? Yeah. But my thing is this. We used to say all the time, because last night was definitely a show. Granted, we're on social media, we only see the IWC. But there was no one saying anything positive last night. Even because, you know how you have the four you on Twitter? Like, I have some very diehard AEW pages and diehard WWE. Even the diehard WWE pages were like, nah, nah, bro. Like, nah, this ain't yeah, This so ain't it, bro, at all. You know, when diehards say this, you know what I mean? Like, when they have a photo of, like, Cody Rhodes as their background or whatever, or, like, you know, you've seen those pages, right? Yeah. Sometimes they're comical. I go on there and laugh, to be honest, because of how bad they are, like, tribalism-wise. But anyway. Yeah, I love, I love, the, I love the people... Uh... Nick Anacelli is all elite. <laughs> they yeah. have like their own name is all elite. Like, oh, yeah. really, bro? And it's Are like, you? but you got to think. Vince didn't give a fuck about the IWC. Very open about that, right? And Not even a little be, bit. And to be to be fair, kind of get a point because as we've said before, we are really a small group, right? Yeah. But you know Endeavor, like they just bought this company. You know people are going online to see the reactions of this show. Not saying they're going to do it every week, but dude, like, this is just me. Like, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from businessman. But if I just bought a company, I'm going to see how the online world's reacting. There was nothing good. Yeah, and that's, like, what I don't get. Like, especially we, we were talking off air about there's this website that, I guess, tracks the ratings of episodes and shit. And this is the lowest rated raw in like I don't know how many years or whatever. Uh the rating was good, but the the um the rating the the viewership was good, but the rating of the show right now it's at like one point three out of ten for and last night's episode of Raw, which is like wouldn't you like I know that these endeavor people pay attention to that shit. Like way more than Vince would. So yeah. why wouldn't you just let Triple H, WrestleMania was really good. Like, I don't know what happened with the... There, you know there's a rumor, too, that Cody was supposed to win. And they changed yeah. it. Yeah. Like, because there's some video of you where you see Cody, like, with his kid. Like, in the... When the arena's empty. And he just looks... He has a look on his face of, like... Fuck. Like, he just got told... He just got told, like, a family member passed away or something. Um, And people were saying that that was because he had just found out. Blah, 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 blah. But why wouldn't you, as Vince, just allow Triple H to just, okay, go ahead, Monday, go ahead, do your Monday Night Raw thing. Everything's been good. Show me what you got, kid. Let's see what you got for the new era. And let's show these new people what's what. Because they probably would have had a kick-ass show. You know what I mean? Because like you said with the viewership, 2.2 million were going to watch whether Triple H did that show or not. It's the Raw after Mania, right? What I gathered, which the, so Vince sells it. He's probably making at least two billion off this sale, if I had to guess right. At least a billion dollars, right? Which is a lot of motherfucking money. You are, like I said earlier, 
technically you have a hierarchy over Nick Khan and Dana White. You really got nothing to do, bro. Vince, that was 100%. The Endeavor people were there last night, and Vince was trying to flex that, hey, pal, I've done this for 40 years. Yeah, looks like you've done it for two weeks as of that show. (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah, it's... This is uh Monday Night Raw was shamefully bad. Like so I saw shamefully a, oh, sorry. bad. I saw a tweet, so this guy I hold very high credibly. So I like wrestling inc. Raj Gary, he's broke a lot of okay. stories, right? So he's like retiring. Like he sold wrestling inc last year and um oh, no shit. I'm trying to find the tweet. Let me just find it quick. Um can you still hear me? Yep. I can't wait to see. Oh, by the way, uh, so, so I just saw a tweet from Tony Khan hyping up, uh, tomorrow's dynamite. So uh, yesterday morning, I was listening to, um, a recap show. And in the recap show, uh, in, in this recap show that I watched, I'm not going to name it because I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> This person gets, uh, super chats and he reads the super chats, you know, whatever uh, on air and whatever. And one of the people who sent a super chat said, I wish Tony Khan would tweet the finger emoji, which is the, you know, the, we the ones you can't see on camera, but um, my finger's way up there. Um, the emoji that's like this with the one finger, cause that's the bloodline thing. <laughs> Usually you put the drop of blood. I should have put the drop of blood in the finger thing, but I didn't. Um, so he was like, I wish Tony Khan would tweet the, the finger thing. So in my head, I decided, Oh shit, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to one of those, uh, I'm going to go to one of those twit sites and I'm going to make a fake tweet. So I made a fake tweet of Tony Khan doing the, we the ones finger up in the air thing. And I tweeted oh, that it early was so in the morning. I tweeted that shit early in the morning and it didn't get too much traction at first. When it en- ended up actually getting traction was when our trash girl, Top Rope Squishy, shout out to Top Rope Squishy, she retweeted it. And then she commented on it like that it was funny that I, that it, that, uh, I posted that. And once she retweeted that shit, it started people fucking all over started retweeting it and quote tweeting it. And, uh, they were asking like, is this real? And I immediately was like, no, it's not real. It's, it's fucking fake, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> but. I just brought that up because I just saw Tony Khan tweeting about uh, tomorrow's dynamite, where he has a huge announcement. But uh, yeah, man, uh, look, it is what it is, man. With Vince, he's just—I don't know if this was a one-time thing because he had these Endeavor people back there last night. I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing of him taking over creative. But the thing is, he can do whatever he wants because he's majority shareholder and he's like top tier CEO. So he can literally do whatever he wants, bro, whatever he wants. And Nick seems to be having a little bit of trouble. So I think honestly, as far as this show goes, we should probably wrap it up anyway, but final thoughts on the weekend that was WrestleMania. Um, the weekend was great, great wrestling all around. Um, again, 
not the outcome that I wanted for Cody. Uh, even though I picked Roman to win, but I was really just kind of trying to throw my own curveball into our picks here that we were doing because we were kind of similar on everything. I think we both we both picked Finn Balor, which I don't even think we talked about that match. I think we skipped over that one. Um, we both picked Finn. Uh, we kind of had somewhere we were both doubled up on our our picks, but. Yeah, the Edge and uh, Finn Balor match was actually really good. I don't know how we ended up skipping over that, but uh, it was a good match. Very good. The entrances were cool. Uh, again, I think it would have worked better at night for those entrances. But, uh, you know, it was nice to see the demon again. We haven't seen the demon in forever. Uh, Nicholas, I was just telling our good friends here that we completely skipped over the Edge and Demon Finn Balor match. We did. Sorry for the connections. I probably won't stay much longer anyway. But, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, I was about, I was actually going to wrap it up, and then I realized, oh shit, we didn't even touch on that, that match. That was a good match. Yeah, honestly. I enjoyed I it. Liked, I liked Edge's entrance. Um, so what I was going to say last week, but I didn't want to spoil it for you. You might have saw the reports. Apparently, there was an a, an idea that Edge was going to do like the No Share Brood theme with Gangrel. Um, oh, okay, but. So that would have been cool, but I liked his entrance in general. That was really fucking yeah. dope. He had Slayer and shit. Yeah, it came out and with then, Slayer, bro. Yeah. And then Finn, it was cool to see the Demon again. A good hard right. match. I didn't like how they kind of stopped it with that ladder spot. Like, because it's supposed to be Hell in a Cell and all that. But you saw yeah. Finn's photo, dog. He got fucked up. Yeah, that whole we don't want to show blood thing. It's... I understand it's PG WWE, bro. They don't want to deal with any type of blood. They don't want to show blood. This is a this is literally a kid show now. Like yeah. they don't want to have any type of blood at all. So they stopped it. They freeze them up. They gave them the you know the little packet injection there and Which stopped the clotting him. and shit. So you know it is what it is with the blood thing. But um, that that yeah, the match was very good. Was cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make sure we at least touched on that, but yeah, um, yeah, man. But overall, no, the one thing I wanted to read. Sorry, going oh, back yeah. to it. Yeah. So I'm not going to pull up my phone, but he said, if I remember looking at it correctly, is he said so. Long story short, he sold his company last year, and every once in a while he would hop on there like after show podcast. But I think he's like retiring, retiring, as he says. But in the wrestling world, business or not, you're never really retired. But anyway. He said something, he tweeted along the lines of, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to say how I feel. He's like, WWE is 100% fucked if Vince is running the program. Triple H is in charge, you're not fucked. This is, a, and I agree with this 100%, like the whole tweet. AEW, this is your time to sneak right back in there and get the number one spot, but he doesn't feel Tony is disciplined to be number one. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> it's that WWE is too much of a powerhouse, bro. It it's, is, man. It's, it's too much of a powerhouse. You you got all the you got you, bro. They have Bad Bunny on their show. Bad Bunny's yeah. like the most famous person in the world right now. Like literally, like he's like the most famous person on earth, and he's over think, here being put through a table. <laughs> like, think about think about WrestleMania as a whole. You have Bad Bunny, the most streamed artist in the world. Snoop yeah, dog. You know, one of the best of all time. Everyone yeah. loves him. In your who doesn't know who fame. he is? Yeah, in who doesn't know who Snoop is? Yeah, everyone knows who Snoop is. Yeah, he did the AEW spot, and then you got Pat McAfee, a major spotlight in the the no yeah. shit Logan Paul. sports world. Logan Paul yeah. has like three million followers. Yeah, 
Logan Paul. Like, I think AEW yeah. can get. They'll always be a. Great... And they even. And I hate to even bring this name up on this show because I really don't like this guy. But they even have Greg Miller, who is all over the pre-show. And Greg yeah. Miller is very, very famous when it comes to like the video games, Twitter yeah. type of thing. Like he's very popular amongst that crowd. So they even have that shit. Like, you and know then even saying? on the NXT pre-shows, they get David LaGreca. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They get Denise uh, Salcedo. Like Salcedo's there, yeah. They even get the like the famous podcast people. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and it's they like, just do WWE does shit different. Like even with the scrum, like the audio's better. You can actually hear the questions being asked. Whereas mm-hmm. in like the AEW scrum, sometimes you can't even hear the questions being asked. You hear the reply, um, and then they show you the person asking the question. Like they have multi camera. You know, it's just yeah. like. Their production value is so much higher. And it's not only that. It's like even the arenas that they get. Like, WWE has a chokehold on all the good arenas, bro. Like, they can't control all of them. But, like, you're not going to really see AEW at the Staples Center. You're not going to see them at USG. Because they're like, no, bro, WWE, nah, they're not going to allow that shit. So, it's, it's very hard for... I appreciate his sentiment about saying it's time for AEW to take over, but <clears throat> they're never really going to take over. It's not like, no. you know, it's not like WCW. WCW had a long lineage before they were able to have those, what was it, 187 weeks, whatever that shit uh, is that yeah, they had where they were number one. Like, it, it took a lot for them to do that. And AEW, it's going to take years maybe decades if they last that long to kind of get to even compete on a level like that. And what I want to see, and I asked you this before and you said no, and I agree. I want to see them just put on a stadium show in Jacksonville. They have the facility. He owns the Jaguars. Dad owns the Jaguars. Like, fuck it, dog. Just have double or nothing there. Have all out there. Like, I want to truly see what you can do. Like, you know what I mean? Like I do. And I want to see them succeed. As you know, I, I spend money to go to their shows. I spend money to watch their shows. So I love AEW. Yeah. I love having that. Cause I bet you on dynamite on Wednesday, you're going to have more wrestling than you did on raw. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, and they have a good card actually coming up for Wednesday. I was reading. Oh yeah. 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 Big time. Very, very, very good card. Um, and Tony has an announcement, right? That's this Wednesday. Supposedly, yeah, yes. A big announcement. <laughs> but the thing is, too, day, like, we, you know what I think is hysterical? Everyone roasts Tony for these. Tony Khan is a huge announcement. And watch Wednesday. It's going to be a no shit massive announcement. Like, oh, fuck. We were all expecting. Yeah. I hope so. It'd be really cool. I think it's going to be about the new show or something. But God knows what it could be. So the three things I was seeing was the new show. They didn't officially say anything about Forbidden Door yet. Right. And the... Um, Fuck, what was the last one? Forbidden Door, that, or the video game. Maybe something with the video game. Oh, okay. You know what I'm excited about, honestly, is... So I'm going to AEW, for people who don't know, at the end of the Very month. soon. Uh, it's coming here on the 26th. And I just saw... Why is Andrade trending? Andrade's trending. Very high. Why is he trending? Oh, he just posted something. Said soon. 
whatever. Um, that's not what I was looking for. Um, I'm actually excited because I was wondering if they're going to do like meet and greets. You know what I'm saying? At the event oh, that I'm going yeah. to, because I don't know how that shit works. So I had to Google it like a couple of days ago. And I'm like, how do the, do you go to their website? Like how do the meet and greets work? And it, all it says on their website is that they usually tweet that out. So I'm looking now, 16 minutes ago for the Rhode Island show. They just tweeted out their meet and greet. So hey. it's pretty cool, bro. They have a, it's a F3. So I'm hoping they Repping do that the same thing. One, baby. Here. Yeah. Hopefully they do if, that same thing here. I wonder if Brian, Carl, and the boys are going. I assume they are. I got to ask them. That'd but, be cool. Um, they should. Yeah. Um, but I do want to end the show here on a positive note. First yes. off, congratulations to everyone who just entered the Hall of Fame this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, they did a good show. I like how it's not 8,000 hours long. Um, wish we could have gotten more out of great, uh, great mood of obviously language barriers, all that shit. Still thought it was really cool. Seeing Oscar's face like smiling like a child and stuff was dope. But also on the Hall of Fame topic, Props to whoever was involved. I'm not, I'm just going to give both companies credit, WWE and AEW, but for allowing the significant others to be there. Right. You know, like yeah, Buddy cool. Matthews was there. Who else was there? Andrade was there. Malachi Black was there. Dean Malenko was there. So I just want to just end it just on that awesome positive note that both companies, one company, whatever, positive that it was just allowed. That That's awesome that you allowed that. Yeah, um, I thought that was really cool that they were able to have those people there for that. It was really, yeah. um, especially Charlotte. So it's cool that she gets to spend time, you know, they get to spend time with their husbands or wives and all that. Um, one thing I wanted to throw in before we end the show was that I want to say RIP to Bob Miller, aka Bushwhacker Butch, who yeah. passed away, uh, I think it was yesterday. yesterday. Uh, he passed away yesterday. Uh, Bushwhackers, <clears throat> excuse me, also known as the Sheep Herders. Back before they were in the WWE, uh, very old school childhood memories with the those guys. Huh? I, remember, uh, I, th- I don't know if it was Luke or Bush who with went the into Royal the- Rumble just walked into the Royal Rumble, got thrown out, yeah. and just walked right back out. Uh, that was uh, uh, that was hilarious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to say uh, condolences to the family and friends of uh, the Bushwhackers right now because I know you know. I got one more thing. I have one question for you and try to keep it short, I guess, if you can. But what are your thoughts on this LWO coming back? I love it. I love it. I do too. Uh, I'm a big fan. I got my LWO shirt there. I'm going to have to, it kind of sucks because not, because I've had that shirt for a while and I'm going to break it out now. And it's like, oh, you're wearing that now because it's popular now. Like, fuck, kind of sucks. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's it's awesome. I like to say I, I hope to that see. they do something with it is the is my thing. Whether well, that's gonna happen or not. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? But again, friends, we would like to thank you very much for joining us on episode one thirty nine of Wrestling is Trash. We love to do this show for you. Thank you for joining us again on this trash Tuesday. Uh my mouth is very dry from all this talking. We've been two and a half hours. Two and a half hours of content for you. So please like, subscribe, go ahead and follow the YouTube channel. Hit us up in the chat with any questions you might have. What did you guys think of WrestleMania night one? What do you think of your man mustache Vince coming in now with the news? Big. That was way too big. 
I had to use the old school mustache Vince picture because I tried to put the new one up and it didn't work too well. So what do you guys think of uh, Mr. Mustache Vince Banking Creative? Let us know in the chat. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter what you guys think. I, of course, am your boy Lou from the BX, a.k.a. Meek Mahan. Trash boy number two. You can find all my content on the Everything Podcast Instagram page. From there, you click on the Pico link in the bio, or the Drum IO link, actually, and you'll be able to find all of our content there. Nick, unfortunately, dropped out right here at the end. I'm sure he wanted to say his goodbyes to you all. Um, So I am just going to have to end this show for you solo. So from me to you, all the love, all the things, Um, I noticed that at the end of these shows, I've been saying happy wrestling to you all. That's kind of like my goodbye. And I completely forgot that that's Ian Riccoboni's thing. So now I got heat with Ian Riccoboni because I stole his catchphrase. So from now on, I'm just going to go ahead and say, enjoy wrestling, guys. Take care. We'll see you next time.